0: Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
1: Turn it on and rip the knob off.
2: And welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, now at episode 110. That's one one zero, guys. And I am your host, Ray Russell here. And this week on the program, we'll be talking all about all of the January news and show results for 1988 in the World Wrestling Federation. Hope everyone enjoyed the holiday, Thanksgiving, of course, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you may celebrate right around the corner. And of course, New Year's also around the corner. You can celebrate that or not. It's going to happen either way. And I hope the last episode didn't get lost in the shuffle for you. I know everybody was running around, cooking meals, making travel plans. But episode 109, last time around, we covered the January 2nd, 1988 edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. It was Hulk Hogan defending his title against King Kong Bundy in a rematch. But the real story there was the attack afterwards from one Andre the Giant. Andre choking the life. Out of the Hulkster. At least according to Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. We thought at one point Hulk might even need a tracheotomy. But he started breathing on his own. The power of Hulkamania, dude. You best be believing in that big man upstairs, Hulk. But yes, that was the big story there. And we continue to move forward. Gonna look at all sorts of news and notes. As the new year begins here in the WWF 1988. So many things happening in the ring and behind the scenes. And as we say goodbye to names like Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and King Kong Bundy, we welcome a new face to the company. I'm not going to say just yet. We haven't gotten to the news portion of the show yet, guys. But yes, we'll be covering that and so much more, including all of the results for January 88 as well, so stay tuned. But first, just a friendly reminder that you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows, like the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk the territories Currently covering Georgia 81 with Jamie Ward, Bill Watts' UWF in 86 with Roman Gomez, and now the Memphis Territory. Yes, indeed, Jerry Jarrett, CWA, 1985, coming very soon to the Regional Wrestling Podcast. You can also listen to The Wrestling Stoop with the legend himself, Bob Roop, where Bob not only covers his personal career, but he shares tons of amazing and hilarious stories from everyone from the likes of Hulk Hogan to Terry Funk. And let's not forget the latest podcast. To join the brand, I'm talking about the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with host Luke Jennings. Yes, guys, it is the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling-related podcast. Luke just recently dropped his first episode on WrestleCopia, his 132nd episode, altogether as he begins 1984 in the Memphis wrestling territory on his program. And hey, while we're here, I'll give it some love, talking about Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, Raw versus Nitro, where we break down the weekly episodic story known as the Monday Night War, one week at a time. Currently in this summer of 96 over there on Monday Warfare, and you can listen to all of those shows and more as part of the WrestleCopia podcast network located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met from Apple to Spotify, Google and beyond. And be sure to follow me on social media, guys, for all the latest goings on here at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. And I'm also constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history. Follow me on social media. You can follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me, facebook.com slash Grenade. And while you're at it, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys, youtube.com. Slash Rass and Grenade. And last but certainly not least, now would be a tremendous time to become a Wrestle copia patron. Talking about that five dollar all access tier, guys. And you can find me over there at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCOPIA. Yes, indeed. Five bucks gets you all sorts of gifts, including my insanely detailed book like show notes. Pages and pages of show notes for every episode of The Grenade Show, plus Monday Warfare and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. Plus, you'll also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia, where you can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. And it's remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade Show, covering the 1989 NWA project. Includes enhanced sound quality, plus new content and conversation never heard before. And that's still not all. You also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure, random bonus video drops, and of course, our Patreon-exclusive Watch Along series, covering many past WWF and WCW events. And you get all of that for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription. Cancel anytime. Please help show your support. Give it a try for a month. I think you'll like the content that I offer, and every penny of it goes right back here, into paying the bills at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So please, if you have a few bucks to spare, you're looking to support that next up-and-coming podcast brand, please consider making it WrestleCopia. As the network continues to grow, I need to purchase even more hardware. So if you can, help me pay some of these bills to keep the WrestleCopia Podcast Network and all of the wonderful shows here up and running for the months and the years to come. And now with all of that out of the way, guys, you know what time it is. Time to get back into the real deal, what you guys came here for, and we're going to kick it off this week with January news for 1988 and the World Wrestling Federation. And right off the bat, it's coming. Mark your calendars now. It is official. The WWF's first ever live broadcast on national TV takes place Friday night, February the 5th on NBC. In prime time, no less. 8 p.m. Eastern, a one-hour special pegged to feature three, count three, WWF World title matches. More on that in the weeks to come. But before we even get to February, let's not forget January 24th, a live major event on the USA Network, talking about the Royal Rumble. Yes, indeed, the first ever, the inaugural Royal Rumble event, at least on television, And we've heard lots of matches and segments being announced for the show. Some of them will take place, some of them won't. We know there's going to be a meeting in the ring right now. It's being called a debate of sorts between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Going to be a whole lot more to that before we get there. Also on the card, we've heard as of late, thanks to Primetime Wrestling, Gorilla Monsoon announcing Ricky Steamboat battling Ravishing Rick Rude, and the Young Stallions taking on the Islanders. Let's not forget Dino Bravo planning to set that World Bench Press record looking to bench somewhere over 700 pounds. The Ladies Tag Team Champions, the Glamour Girls, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, set to defend their Ladies Tag Team titles against the Jumping Bomb Angels, Norio Tateno and Itsuki Yamazaki in a two-out-of-three fall encounter. And of course, let's not forget the 20-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble event as we go right now to a special interview. With Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with one of the many men involved, it's the outlaw, Ron Bass.
0: All right, on Monsoon, Bobby, Dewe- Bobby the Brain Heaton, you know, of course, you're talking about it, about the big Rumble Royal that's going to be taking place live here on the USA Network from the Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night, January the 24th. What an extravaganza this is going to be, and it happens all free right here on the USA Network. By the way, in addition to the Rumble Royal, Ricky Steamboat to go against Ravishing Rick Rude. Young stallions to meet the Islanders in two out of three falls. Also, a title defense for Jimmy Hart's Glamour Girls, two out of three falls against the Jumping Palm Angels. Now, on to the Rumble Royal on the 24th from Hamilton here on the USA Cable Network. Outlaw D-Rod Bass. You are going to be one of a number of men that's going to be involved in this extravaganza. Actually, before the event takes place, numbers... Are ladies welcome? Huh? Ladies... Are ladies welcome? No, they're not welcome Well, at Miss all. Betsy
3: will be there, you better believe it, son. Let me tell you for sure.
0: All right, the numbers are going to be put in a hat. You're going to draw them out just prior to Watch the match 30, back right. in the locker room. Then two men start, and <laughs> every two minutes thereafter, one man is added.
3: What's going to happen that mean, Gene, if you happen to be number one, or if you happen to be number two, is you're going to be in that ring for a long, long time. In other words, you're going to have to reach way down that bag of tricks, and you're going to have to be really resortful, or you're going to have to be just plain bad. And in either case, the big old outlaw, he's either one. You look up and down that line, brother. There can't be no tag teams in here. It's every man for himself. It's called a Royal Rumble. And what happens? Number one through number 30. If I'm number one, I got to beat 30 people, and you better believe you're looking at the man who can do so right here on the usa people you better be believing that's a big outlaw and miss betsy we're gonna be in there if we're one
0: we'll take them if all we're right get ready we'll it is the rumble play. royal on january 24th at 7 p.m here on the usa
1: network
2: please so not really sure when this was recorded don't know if mean gene just had a few cocktails beforehand but referring to it as the rumble royal though everything on tv for the last few weeks has been referring to it as the Royal Rumble, so let's get that straight. Now, here's the interesting thing. A couple of other matches were also recently announced on the last two episodes of Primetime Wrestling. Those matches will not take place on the event. It was originally announced that the Killer Bees would be taking on demolition in a tag team encounter, I believe replaced by the Islanders-Young Stallions match. Now, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't done a lot of research on who is where, because even though the Royal Rumble takes place, it's a huge event. It's just another night for the WWF, so some of the talent actually wrestling in other cities, the same night as the Royal Rumble going down in Hamilton, Ontario. Will the Killer Bees or Demolition be there? We'll just have to wait and see. Another matchup originally announced for the Rumble included the Don Morocco taking on the natural Butch Reed. And it kind of makes sense. They're currently in the middle of a feud, so why not? But both of those matches scrapped, and the latter likely for the better. It's rumored that Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes, one of the latest additions to the tag team scene here, are going to be given a tag team name. Appropriate? Yes, indeed. Talks are that they're going to be referred to as the Oregon Connection. Boy, put a lot of thought into that puppy. Now, Billy Jack Haynes won't be here long, so this never comes to fruition. For those scratching their head, I never heard of that. And keep an eye out this month, the month of January on TV, as something big is about to go down in regards to Bobby Heenan, the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, and Andre the Giant. Now, I won't say what. I won't spoil it for you guys, but just stay tuned. And remember, guys, I was talking about the commentary on the last week of Superstars in December. During the Rick Rude squash, they were referencing the Warrior. During the Warrior squash, they were referencing Rick Rude. Well, it felt like they were trying to set up a feud. Well, not necessarily a feud here. But it was done intentionally. It was done with a purpose involved because Paul Orndorff, now gone from the company, and remember, Orndorff was feuding with Ravishing Rick Rude, and Paul, he skipped out on the last few weeks of his bookings, and he left behind a stretch of house show matches where he was supposed to wrestle Rick Rude. And they had to slide Warrior in in his place, so they do a little commentary on TV to help build that up just a little bit, comparing the bodies of Warrior and Rude. Now, we know in a year's time, 1989 and even 1990, The Ultimate One and Ravishing Rick won't be strangers. And as I said, King Kong Bundy, gone from the company, off to do PR work around the globe for Head Start Computers. And if you guys have never seen King Kong Bundy do the Head Start Computer commercial, do yourselves a favor, go find it on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there. Rumor is that Superstar Graham is hurting so bad that he has another hip surgery lined up fairly soon. So get well wishes go out to the Superstar here in 1988. And as we get going here in January of 1988, remember I talked about a newcomer making his debut on the January 5th TV tapings. And I'm not sure if this match will actually make air or not, but it was another encounter between Sam Houston taking on Danny Davis, Houston going over. But that was Mm -hmm. the big news, though it may have been the good news for Sam Houston because up next was bad news. Not just for Sam Houston, but I'm talking about Bad News Allen, AKA Bad News Brown. Coming from the crowd attacking Sam Houston, leaving him laying in the middle of the ring, Bad News Brown, now part of the World Wrestling Federation. Also coming soon, Big Bubba, no trouble. yes indeed, Big Bubba Rogers has left the Jim Crockett promotions and is tentatively scheduled to join the WWF by the end of January while the people at Titan try to figure out a gimmick for this former Cobb County prison guard. Hey, there's an idea. Remember, it wasn't that long ago Dave Meltzer reported I talked to you guys about this maybe November or December news of 1987 that Big John Studd was scheduled to make his return soon, apparently here in January of 89 at the tapings, but now to Meltzer hearing it's pushed back to the month of April here in 1988. Try another year Dave, John Studd going to return in time for the Royal Rumble in 1989. It's also rumored that the Iron Sheik is telling people that he'll be making his return. Remember, Sheiky Baby and Jim Duggan fired at the end of May in 1987 for that incident on the highway. Duggan comes back by the end of the summer. Sheiky Baby, I believe they actually sent him out on a brief European tour, if you want to call it that, back in the fall. But other than that, no signs of the Iron Sheik since May of 87, though, he will be making his return fairly soon. I should also note, that Luscious Johnny V, the former manager of the Dream Team, has been removed from television in recent weeks, you guys know. He's no longer a manager, but rather back to wrestling in the ring, actually doing prelim jobs on the B or C shows. So, the writing on the wall for Luscious Johnny, the same guy who played baseball with Vince McMahon in frickin' military school. No loyalty, pal! And remember how much I popped when we saw Joel Watts listed as the producer a primetime wrestling a couple of weeks ago. Then I pointed out last week that his name has been removed from the credits. Well, there's a good reason for that. It appears Joel Watts has quit the WWF and he's getting out of the wrestling business altogether. Best of luck to your future endeavors, Joel. As word is out also that Brady Boone is going to be renamed, repackaged. Remember, he's being billed as the cousin of Billy Jack Haynes. Well, apparently you can't be a cousin unless you have the same last name. In Vince's mind anyway. So there was talk of renaming Brady Boone to Brady Haynes. That won't last long because Billy Jack Haynes continues to miss some dates. He has a quote unquote heart irregularities. We know there was some medication involved there as well. Perhaps he was taking too much. Some say he was taking not enough. Depends on who you want to listen to. Either way, Billy Jack Haynes going to be gone here after the first eh, second week of January 1988. No more Billy Jack Haynes here in the World Wrestling Federation. And now, just two months out, well, three months out, if you're talking the beginning of January, but this, this report actually came out at the end of January, so just two months out, and the rumor is that WrestleMania 4 will be taking place in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Trump Plaza, so two months away from WrestleMania, and the rumor is the WWF headed to Trump Plaza for WrestleMania IV. That's how quickly they got things done back then. And the rumors continue on it's stated that the best 2,000 seats in the convention center will be given away to the high rollers. How kind. That explains a lot. Around ringside anyway. While the other 14,000 seats will go on sale for 150, 100, 50, and $25. You can do inflation, guys. And still, $25, what is that? 50, 60, 70 bucks in today's money? for In a 16,000 seat venue? For WrestleMania? Yeah, I'm sold. I should also note, as we continue on here in the news, after only a couple of months of the WWF, remember they were pulling back on the house shows, no longer doing the C shows. Well, after only a couple months of two shows per night, the C shows are back here in 1988. Can't wait to cover those. See who headlines the C shows heading into the new year. And in a scary report of sorts, Bam Bam Bigelow apparently has knee issues. Yes, indeed, one of his knees bothering him so we'll have to keep a close eye there on the bammer and that knee injury as he continues to wrestle in the ring. Speaking of the ring, there have been recent bunkhouse battle royals featuring George the Animal Steel, and the story in those matches is the animal isn't getting in the ring. Sound familiar? WrestleMania 4? Yes, it's reported months before, at least going back to January, that George Steel was doing the gimmick where he was coming out for the battle royal but never entering the ring perhaps pulling a a name or two out before leaving ringside. And of course, like I just said, we'll see that at WrestleMania four. And for decades, we wondered why, what the hell was going on there? As a kid, I told myself, that's just the George Steele character. He doesn't know to get in the ring. And of course they eventually make him leave ringside. Even Jesse and gorilla are confused on commentary. Gorilla thinks Steele must've gotten in the ring because he had to be eliminated to be on the outside. Many, many years later in a shoot interview, Jim Myers, a.k.a. George Steele, claimed that on the way out to the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 4, remember the steps on the way down on Trump Plaza? He claimed he twisted his knee coming down one of those steps and thus never got in the ring because he didn't want to aggravate the injury. Now, I'm not saying Myers didn't have a knee injury heading into WrestleMania 4, but that's simply not the case because he was pulling this all the way back in the month of January in 1988. So just a fun little tidbit there. Should also be noted the WWF magazine. Over the course of 1987, it went from 135,000 subscribers to 213,000 subscribers. And yes, the WWF really taking off now, but it might also have something to do with going monthly. And in our last bit of January news here, it is check and checkmate. And I'll let you guys decide who is winning the battle at this moment as Vince McMahon has announced a new pay-per-view coming in the month of August. As you guys know, it's going to be SummerSlam. Also, Survivor Series going to return in the month of November, Thanksgiving once again, and the Royal Rumble number 2, already slated to take place in the month of January 1989 as a pay-per-view event. Now, it was noted in The Observer that Jim Crockett had plans to run an NWA pay-per-view in the month of April, but there's WrestleMania. And, of course, he wanted to run the Summer Great American Bash, and he does. But Vince McMahon now also has a pay-per-view coming in the month of August, so people may have to choose, spend their money wisely. And remember Starcade, which was always on Thanksgiving night going back to 1983? Well, Vince McMahon returning to Thanksgiving with the Survivor Series, so Crockett going to be bumped out of that date there, going to have to look for a new date, perhaps a new month to air his Starcade event. So Jim Crockett going to have to pivot just a little to prevent the oversaturation of pay-per-views, So, he'll be adding some super shows to the TBS channel. You know how the Royal Rumble is going to air on the USA Network? Well, guys, stay tuned to TBS for Clash of the Champions. Lots of great things going on right now in the entire world of the wrestling business. But that's going to wrap it up for the January news portion of the show as we roll into WWF Results here for January 1988. And before we get rolling, just want to encourage everybody to head over to the historyofwwe.com. Click on the 1988 results link. Got to thank Graham Cawthon and Richard Land for upkeeping the website. Now I have gotten some of my results from there. I've also accumulated them over time, decades of collecting results from various places. But that is the easiest and quickest way that you guys can scroll along with me as I cover most, not all, but most of the results for January 1988. So head over the history of WWE.com, 1988 WWF results, and scroll along with me. Let's have some fun here and some sound bites in between. And with the new year, you guys are going to notice a lot more similarities, a lot more events falling into a cookie cutter type booking schedule. Not as many changes on the card as we had seen in past years. But let's get rolling, guys, and it all starts off with January 1st. In fact, we're going to look at a pair of shows here, January 1st and 2nd in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, at the Boys Club, and Tawanda, Pennsylvania, at the middle school gym. This must have been what they meant by sea shows returning to the schedule. And I don't have results for a lot of the matches on these cards, but I wanted to get them in because it's the beginning of the year, just kind of looking where everybody was at on the roster. And uh, on these cards here in Pittsfield and Tawanda, it's midget tag team action on these cards. Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo taking on the team of Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris DeBee. Dan Spivey over Scott Casey, Outback Jack downing Iron Mike Sharp, the Ultimate Warrior originally scheduled to take on Crippler Rip Oliver. Oliver gone by this point, so I'm not sure. I can't verify if he made it or not to Pittsfield, though I do know in Tawanda it was the Warrior over Steve Lombardi. Also on the card, Junkyard Dog defeating outlaw Ron Bass, the Bolsheviks taking on the Young Stallions, and both nights included a 14-man battle royal with most of the roster mentioned here. So interesting way to kick off the new year. The C-Shows are back in the high school gyms and boys clubs. As we continue on, also January 1st, hey, how about this? Flashbacks to WrestleMania 3, though I'm sure they didn't draw nearly as many people. We're off to Pontiac, Michigan, and the Silverdome. Here in the new year, and the card goes like this. Dino Bravo over S.D. Jones. Dangerous Danny Davis defeating Sam Houston on a countout. It's the Bulldogs over the Conquistadors. Ladies champion Sensational Sherry defeating Rock and Robin. Tag team champion Tito Santana going one on one with the hitman Bret Hart. Now, the match was originally advertised as a tag team title match, the Hearts and Strike Force. But Neidhart going to miss some dates here at the beginning of the year. And either way, here it's Tito Santana defeating the hitman on the card. Also, here, one man gang over George the Animal Steel on a DQ. Bam Bam Bigelow pinning King Kong Bundy in quick fashion. Won't see Bundy very much longer. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, downing former friend and foe in the Mid-South Territory, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And the Macho Man, Randy Savage, over the Intercontinental Champion, Honky Talk Man, Peggy Sue by his side. Of course, Sherry wrestled earlier in the night, so it makes sense. Double duty for Sherry here. Savage scoring a win over Honky on a disqualification, while Jimmy Hart was held high above the ring inside a shark cage for the matchup. Now, also January 1st, there was to be a B-Show in Des Moines, Iowa, at the Veterans Memorial Auditorium, but that show canceled due to low ticket sales. As we continue on January 2nd, Indianapolis, Indiana at the Market Square Arena. Lanny Poffo over Barry Horowitz, the Killer Bees defeating the Conquistadors, Hacksaw Jim Duggan battling Rick Rude to a 20-minute draw. Duggan had Rude covered for the win, but time limit expired. Also on the card, hey, looks like Neidhart is back here. The Hart Foundation defeating the tag team champion strike force. By disqualification, Santana caught using Jimmy Hart's megaphone, no doubt intercepting it, Tito blasting the hitman with it, giving the hearts the DQ win, but not the titles. Now, also on the card, it was the jumping bomb angels over the ladies' champion Sherry and Rockin' Robin, her current foe on on a lot of these house shows, so very interesting there, the bomb angels over Sherry and Robin, would like to have seen that one. Plus, Brutus, the barber beefcake, pinning his former partner, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, IC champion honky-tonk man, over the Macho Man by DQ, after Savage dragging Jimmy Hart into the ring, using him as a foreign object, sending poor Jimmy into the IC champion Hockey Talk Man, obviously Honky gonna retain. And if all of that wasn't enough, also on the card, WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang after the big body slam and leg drop. What a night in Indianapolis You get so many title matches here. My God. And just a stacked card from top to bottom. As we roll on to the Centrum, In Worcester, Mass, also January 2nd, Dino Bravo over SD Jones, Sam Houston defeating Danny Davis on a DQ this time, it's Haynes and Patera teaming up to defeat Demolition on a DQ as well, Don Morocco over the natural Butch Reed, the Islanders downing the Young Stallions, Ted DiBiase over Jake the Snake Roberts, Hercules battling Coco Beware to a time limit draw, and in the main event of the night, Bam Bam Bigelow pinning King Kong Bundy. The following day, a matinee show in Springfield, Massachusetts Civic Center. January the 3rd, it's S.D. Jones over Steve Lombardi. Outlaw Ron Bass pinning the Junkyard Dog. It's the Bulldog scoring a win over the Bolsheviks. Danny Davis defeating Sam Houston. The one-man gang over Jake the Snake Roberts. Natural Butchery pinning the Rock down Morocco after nailing him with a foreign object. Demolition defeating the team of Jacques and Raymond Rougeau. The Million Dollar Man battling Bam Bam Bigelow to a double disqualification. That could have been a fun one. Also on the card, it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning the mighty Hercules in Springfield. Also on January 3rd, Long Island, New York at the Nassau Coliseum. Well, here's the fink to run down some of the card.
4: The Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. The World Wrestling Federation kicks off its 1988 season there on Sunday night, January 3rd, with our second annual Bunkhouse Brawl. You come to the ring dressed as you please. You do anything you want. Bring anything you want. 30 of the greats will be in this affair, including the ultimate warrior, Demolition, the Rock Don Morocco, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the one-man gang, the Junkyard Dog, Out of Retirement, the Big Cat Ernie Ladd, and many more coming to the Nassau Coliseum in the second annual Bunkhouse Brawl on Sunday night, January All right, so there it is. The Fink
2: promoting a bunkhouse brawl here. 30 of the greats. Well, I don't know about 30, but we'll get to that in just a minute. On the card, the natural Butch Reed over Outback Jack. Ron Bass defeating leaping Lanny Poffo. It's the demolition over the Rougeau brothers once more. Bam Bam Bigelow pinning Sika, the wild Samoan. Tom Morocco over the mighty Hercules. And the Bulldogs defeating the Bolsheviks as we head into the main event and listen to several of the Battle Royal participants Here's a pair of promos.
0: All right, we're going to be kicking off 1988 in grand style out of Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. Sunday night, January the 3rd, 7 30 p.m. Get ready for the second annual Bunkhouse Brawl. 30 men involved in this gigantic extravaganza. And by the way, you can come as you are and do what you want in this bunkhouse brawl out at the Nassau Coliseum on Sunday night, January 3rd. These troops are charged up for this one. Take a look.
3: Bunkhouse brawl, get ready! Cause the natural man is coming with both guns loaded, baby! And a whole lot of people gonna get knocked out! Yeah, you use a wrecking cane to knock a skyscraper down, but look at what you gotta deal with! 290 pounds of blood guts and terror! Try and knock it down! A bunkhouse, bro. I love it. I can stop, kick, bike, ouch, do anything
5: I want because I will be the winner.
3: <laughs> bunkhouse, bro. Batman's gonna be there. He's gonna win it. Oh. 30 men in a bunkhouse, bro. Come as you are. Do whatever you want to do. You're looking at the winners right here. Ah.
5: The British Bulldogs are ready
3: for the most dangerous match in professional wrestling, a bunkhouse brawl. Bring your chainsaws, bring hockey sticks.
4: The British Bulldogs have got a surprise for all you wrestling fans.
3: Butch Reed heard you used to stick a little mean when you were in high school and college and all the way to the pros. Well, I'm looking for you one-on-one bunkhouse brawl anytime, anytime place. Butch Reed, natural man. Bunkhouse Brawl, Ken Born and bred in Oregon, we know all about that! We're lumberjacks, and I'll tell you, 30 men, demolition be ready! You're in for one hell of a fight!
0: Oh, what a very impressive list of World Wrestling Federation superstars in the 30-man Bunkhouse Brawl that happens on Sunday night, January 3rd, 7:30 p.m. at the Nassau Coliseum. All right, tonight we're going to be out at 7.30 p.m. at the Nassau Coliseum out on Long Island. Tremendous World Wrestling Federation card, our first of 1988. Tonight, it's the second annual Bunkhouse Brawl. That means you can come as you are and do what you want. 30 men at all, not 10, not 20, but 30 men in the ring simultaneously tonight out at the Nassau Coliseum. Some of those men are going to be coming in different roles. Let's take a look.
3: Bunkhouse Brawl! All the guys! Bring what they want! It's gonna be awesome! It's just like the days of old when the gladiators used to wage war on each other in the pits, but it's a bunkhouse brawl. Do whatever, wear whatever you want, and Hercules will prevail. Bunkhouse bro, 30 men, sticking, spitting, getting mean and nasty, going to the well, thinking, doing it, being as bad as it can. Bunkhouse bro, 30 yeah. men at one time, dressed as you are, no rules, nobody walks out without getting hurt. Go ahead, bro! Jump on that back and see what happens in a bunkhouse brawl. You can bring whatever you want. Demolition, put your paint on, think. bring your spiked gear, because I'm bringing this right here, brother. Take a good look. 290. I can hardly wait the second annual bunkhouse brawl. It's the time that the big outlaw gets in the ring and does what he wants to. We take out our rule books and just throw it away and do anything we want to do. And Miss Betsy, I hope you're awful mean and awful nasty that night, because we're going to be needing it, baby. I don't care who I have to beat, I don't care who I have to go through in that bunkhouse brawl, but I'm going to bring it to you. The Montreal machine's going to do it. It's a known fact
5: that in a bunkhouse brawl, there has to be somebody there that knows how to enforce the rules. And that is me. Oh, even
3: with my old trusty 2x4 where I never go without, I may need a 2x10 with 30-minute ring, a bunkhouse brawl. No telling what can happen. You just fire out whatever's moving around. Hacksaw's kind of to match.
0: Tough guy. All right, that is it in a nutshell. Tonight, get ready for the big bunkhouse brawl, our second annual out at the Nassau County Coliseum. Box office is going to be open all afternoon long for the big one that starts at 7.30 p.m. tonight.
2: Now, as you heard the Fink mentioned at the top of the program, Ernie Ladd even scheduled to be a part of this one, wrestling in football gear. Of course, a former Charger was the big cat, but it was Bam Bam Bigelow scoring the win here in this bunkhouse battle royal in Long Island, last eliminating the demolition, Axe and Smash. Now, that it'll be a fun finish. As we continue on, lots going on here on January the 3rd. Off to the familiar Mid-Hudson Civic Center. We've seen a Raw or two air from there. In Poughkeepsie, New York, on the undercard, Midget's Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo defeating the team of Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris Duby, Dan Spivey over Cowboy Scott Casey, Coco Beware downing Steve Lombardi, the Islanders over the Young Stallions, Ladies Tag Team Champions, the Glamour Girls over the Jumping Bomb Angels, Jake the Snake Roberts defeating the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase in the main event. Also on the card, Jerry Allen scoring a win, but his opponent unknown. We just know that Jerry Allen scored a win there in Poughkeepsie. Now, also January 3rd, we go all the way down to Columbus, Georgia, and the Municipal Auditorium. Killer Bees over the Conquistadors, Sensational Sherry, successfully defending her title over Rock and Robin, Tag Team Champions, Strike Force, retaining over the Heart Foundation, It's Brutus Beefcake over Greg the Hammer Valentine, Randy Savage with a DQ win over IC Champion Honky Tonk Man. Now, also originally announced for this card, was Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff taking on Ravishing Rick Rude and I don't have any information as to who filled in there this night to take on Rick Root here in Columbus, but interesting card with the Honky Talkman Savage headlining and a couple of title matches on the underneath. And up next, we got some sound bites queued up for you guys in this one as we head off to the Montreal Forum in Quebec, Canada, January the 4th in front of 18,000 fans. Some of the results on the card saw Sam Houston pin Dangerous Danny Davis Ladies Tag Team Champions Glamour Girls over the Jumping Bomb Angels. It was Dino Bravo downing the rock-down Morocco up in Montreal. Makes sense. Also, the Birdman Coco Beware scoring a win over Gino Brito Jr. How about that? Gino Brito, a former Tag Team Champion here in the World Wrestling Federation, his son out here to replace Hercules, who did not make the show. So it was Coco over Brito Jr. Also on the card upcoming, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan scheduled to take on the King Harley Race, and right now we're going to hear from both
6: men. Just
3: a minute. What did you call me? Harley Race?
6: What is this? A crown. What's it symbolic of? The king, kingdom. Alors, le roi. Je m'excuse who am me. I? The king, Harley Race. I'm sorry.
3: Let me tell you something, Duggan. I saw you out here at that 2x4 telling everybody what you're capable of doing with it. Well, the people saw what I could do with your two-by-four. And, Duggan, let me say this to you. It's going to be like an instant replay with the two-by-four, only you're going to feel the pain all over again. And I want all of you French Canadians out of your seat and bow to the king.
2: All right, fun promos from both sides, but as we head to the ring to see who gets it done inside the ring, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan scoring a win, pinning the King Harley Race. Also on the card, the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase defeating Jake the Snake Roberts. And then from there, it was tag team action. Demolition scheduled to take on the team of Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. And right now, we're going to hear from both sides.
6: Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera. How's it going, gentlemen?
2: Hi, How you doing? Uh,
6: I want
3: to say this. uh, You know, whole Quebec and the United States have something in common. We love each other like brothers and sisters. Okay, the WWF has a lot of superstars and a lot of tough men and demolition are tough. Everybody in whole Quebec seen on international TV what demolition did to my cousin whom I love. Now, Ken Patera and I are tag team partners. Demolition! Get out of this phone, Nelson, if you can. Blood is sticking in water. Tell him, kid. You know, everybody's well aware what I wear, this protective brace, so nobody can re-injure my arm, especially the demolition. But I'm well aware of what they can do. Billy Jack, my partner, is well aware of what the demolition can do. They're gonna come out and try to destroy us. And Mr. Fuji, if you stick your head in that ring, That cane is going to get out of your grip and I'm going to whack you up alongside that watermelon head. And demolition, don't think that you're going to destroy Ken Patao and Billy Jack Haynes. It's going to be the other way around, boys. Listen, we were born and raised in the streets. Tell the people. We don't back down to nobody
4: and demolition and everybody in whole Quebec is going to see one hell of a fight.
6: Monsieur Fuji, c'est-à-dire demolition.
4: Ah,
3: oui, oui. You, Patata, you, Heath, you will pay. <laughs> One thing Master Fuji has always taught us, when we start something, make sure and finish it. So Billy, Jack, Haynes, and Patera, we're going to finish you. We are tired of talking. We are tired of waiting. We are tired of just sitting around. We want to knock somebody in the mouth. I want to kick somebody in the head, and I want to take somebody's throat and wring it.
2: All right, talk is cheap. Action is where it's at. Back from the promos, and it is Axe and Smash, Demolition scoring that ever-important win as they continue to climb the ladder, the demos, over the team of Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera here, and it's off now to the main event of the night. It's Intercontinental Champion, Hockey Talk Man, scheduled to take on this
6: man, the macho man, Randy Savage. Macho Man Savage, Randy, come on in.
3: Come on in, huh? Come on in. Yeah, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in sometimes. People are not as uh, acquiescent to open the door and lay out their red carpet to the macho man Randy Savage in the Montreal Forum. I've had good days and I've had bad days. And I'll tell you one thing, though. The people in Montreal have got to admit that I command respect. Not only the people, but my opponents. And the honky tonk man will be uh no no exception right there. Hurry i want respect in the forum. Tell the people what I said, yeah.
6: Le Lex champion intercontinental certain messieurs Randy, I'm sure you have the respect at the Montreal Forum. In the
3: forum. I have respect for the forum. The history of the forum goes way back, yeah, and that respect will be, uh, yeah, brought back to the future, to the future, to the future. When I wrestle the honky-tonk, man, more history will be made. Because the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt will fall. Uh-huh. Montreal Canadiens, yeah, they've had their day, yeah, and they've done well, and the future looks bright. But the Macho Man also is going to have his day, and it's going to be in the Forum, and I'm going to take the Honky Tonk Man, and I will do the singing. Yeah, I tell the people what I said right there. They got to respect
6: that. Yeah, respect it. Hey ready, Macho Man Savage, can you say que face au Honky Tonk Man, la ceinture reviendra? ...autour de sa taille. We didn't have it all in one night. And
3: Elizabeth will
6: be there yet. Tell the people that Elizabeth will be there and she'll be pretty, pretty, pretty. Elizabeth sera là, mesdames et messieurs au Forum de Montréal. C'est donc 10 le 31 août prochain. Ready Macho Man Savage ira face au champion Honky Tonk Man. Mm, yeah. Ha. Macho Man likes it there,
2: but he doesn't like the outcome, as it is the IC champion Honky Tonk Man defeating. Randy Savage on a DQ. So Honky does get the win and, of course, retains the title. And we close out the night here in Montreal with a couple of natives, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, scoring their first win of the year over the Islanders, Haku and Tama, here at the Forum. As we continue on, also January the 4th, Augusta, Georgia at the Civic Center. Brady Boone over Iron Mike Sharp. Ladies champion Sherry defeating Rock and Robin. It's the Bulldogs over the Conquistadors. Butch Reed downing George the Animal Steel. Tag Team Champion Force scoring a win over the Hart Foundation. Brutus Beefcake, pinning Greg the Hammer Valentine. Bam Bam Bigelow over the one-man gang. And Ravishing Rick Rude, well, he showed up for this one, Rick Rude pinning Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And I'm not sure that may be the last time we see Orndorff in the results. As we continue on Hot and Heavy right out of the New Year's Gate, another show January the 4th. This one in Staten Island at Monsignor Farrell High School. So we know this is a C-show headed in. Dan Spivey over Scott Casey. Sika defeating Lanny Poffo. It's Ron Bass over Outback Jack. The Ultimate Warrior defeating Steve Lombardi. Hercules over the Junkyard Dog. And the Young Stallions picking up a victory over the Bolsheviks on a disqualification. And then from there, January the 5th. It's a new set of tapings. WWF superstars in Huntsville, Alabama at the Von Braun Civic Center in front of 8,500 fans. Some of the dark matches saw Sam Houston pin Danny Davis, but that wasn't the big story here. The big story after the matchup, Houston attacked by newcomer Bad News Brown. And we haven't seen Bad News in quite a long time here in the WWF. He would be unrecognizable as the last time he was here as Bad News Allen even had some hair on his head. But make no mistake about it, guys. Bad News Brown back here in the WWF. So all you beer-bellied sharecroppers, and spineless cockroaches, you better beware. Also here on the Superstars taping in the dark match segment, natural Butch Reed over Don Morocco under disqualification. Morocco actually nailing referee Dave Hebner there to cause the DQ. Now after the bout, Morocco again attacked by Reed, fighting back, but then the gang joins in, and it's a beatdown on The Rock by the Slickster's men. Also on the card here, well, listen to this one, the WWF champion Hulk Hogan teaming. With the Macho Man Randy Savage, lovely Elizabeth in their corner, this may be the very first instance I can think of of the Mega Powers teaming up. I could be wrong, but here it is, the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan in a handicap match, defeating the threesome of IC champion Honky Tonk Man and the Heart Foundation. Hogan actually scoring the win there over Honky with the big leg drop, so the WWF champion pinning the Intercontinental Champion, something that Macho Man hasn't been able to do up until this point. but. The Hulkster getting the job done there, no surprise. Here's an interesting tag team match. It'll actually air on an international taping for Wrestling Challenge. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Jake the Snake Roberts teaming up to defeat the team of Virgil and the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase by DQ. Virgil caught nailing Duggan with a chair on the outside, and the baby faces with even more of a moral victory here, fighting off DiBiase post-match, chasing him away with Damian. And last but not least here on this Superstars taping, oh boy, this is actually going to make air on the January 18th episode of Primetime Wrestling, and I encourage everybody to go check this out right now on the Peacock eight-man tag team action. Going to see the Killer Bees team up with the JYD Bee and George the Animal Steel B. Yes, all four men wearing masks to the ring for this matchup. So the Killer Bees, Junkyard Dog, and George Steel Downing the quartet of the Bolsheviks and the Conquistadors. Dog scoring the win after the big thump. The power slam on one of the Conquistadors there. Match goes about 10 minutes. Again, on the January 18th edition of Primetime. Go check it out right now. But we roll on January 6th. Wrestling Challenge taping. Right out of the gate, another matchup tape for the January 18th Primetime Wrestling. Going to see Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera defeat the duo of the Heenan family members, Hercules and King Harley Race. Honor disqualification, now this match is going to go 15 minutes before Hercules finally attacking his former foe Haynes with his big steel chain. And even more interesting, on commentary for this matchup, the odd pair of Vince McMahon and Nick Bockwinkle. Another match worth checking out for sure. Other dark matches here at the Challenge taping in Nashville. Going to see Greg the Hammer Valentine over Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The Macho Man Randy Savage defeating IC champ Honky Tonk Man on a countout. Tag Team Champion Force over the Hart Foundation and WWF Champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang. So you come for the TV taping and you get three title matches. How about that? As we continue on, I don't have results for this, but I wanted to make mention the WWF in Allentown, Pennsylvania at the old Agricultural Hall, Ag Hall on January the 9th, a matinee show. This was actually postponed from two days earlier, January 7th, due to inclement weather as the wrestlers were trying to make the trip from Atlanta and Nashville. Now, reportedly included on this card were Junkyard Dog, the British Bulldogs, the ladies' tag team match with the Bomb Angels and the Glamour Girls, and even a 20-man battle royal here in Allentown, but I don't have results. But very interesting that they would cancel the show on the 7th and put it on two days later, January 9th. Have to wonder what the, uh, the turnout was for that. Because also on January 9th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you guys know where we were, we were at the Spectrum that night in front of 10,083 fans and televised on the PRISM network included Dick Graham and Craig DeGeorge on commentary. What a duo. On the card, Dino Bravo with new manager Frenchie Martin scoring a win over Special Delivery Jones with his patented side suplex. It was Greg the Hammer Valentine, Jimmy Hart in his corner, pinning Brutus the Barber Beefcake. little assistance there from manager Jimmy. Also originally slated for this card, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff was scheduled to take on Ravishing Rick Rude.
0: All right, Spectrum here at Philly. Get ready, Saturday, January the 9th, 1.30 p.m. It is going to be a big family afternoon family presentation for the World Wrestling Federation. Saturday to be a family day after the first of the year. You can get Mom, Dad, the kids, Grandpa, Grandma, Uncle Harry, Aunt Blanche. Oh, by the way, a very merry, merry Christmas and a happy Healthy and prosperous 1988 from all of us here at the World Wrestling Federation. In a return, title defense in a 15-foot-high steel cage. Ladies and gentlemen, the current Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion of the World, Honky Tonk Man, in a steel cage, will defend against Macho Man Randy Savage, pulling out all stops, undoubtedly for a match of this magnitude. Strike Force—they are the tag team champions. They're going to be going up against the Hart Foundation themselves former champions our first big card of 1988 is going to feature this gentleman who certainly took the storm in 1987 took uh, the world wrestling federation by storm ravishing rick rude here on the 9th of january saturday afternoon 1:30 p.m mr wonderful paul orton
3: that's right and isn't it ironic that they call philadelphia the city of brotherly love because i know what the people of philadelphia are like and i know they're gonna get off on this card steel cage match Ravishing Rick
0: Rude, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. You know what kind of match that's going to be. It's going to be a fight. I suspect it is going to be a knockdown, drag mm-hmm. out. Let's take a look at Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Here is a man that has done virtually anything and everything in professional wrestling. He's a great veteran. He's done it all, and he still has got that, that, that hunger, that appetite for competition.
3: Virtually. Virtually. That means almost, right? Mm-hmm. Almost. Mr. Wonderful, you've almost done it all. But you haven't beat Ravishing Rick Rude. And I don't think you can beat Ravishing Rick Rude. And little man, I don't think that you think that Mr. Wonderful stands a chance against me.
0: Well, the impression I get in talking to you that Paul Orndorff is yesterday and Rick Rude is tomorrow. That's
3: right. Ravishing Rick Rude, the shape of things to come, the perfect combination of beauty and the beast. I am truly simply ravishing, to say the very least. That's a
0: little too heavy for me. I don't know if I can stand a whole lot of that. Philadelphia, get ready. We're going to crank up the new year at Grand Style on Saturday afternoon, January the 9th at 30 p.m.
2: All right, so we hear Rude cut a promo there on Orndorff, but... Mr. Wonderful, by this point, completely gone from the company. So in his place, it's the ultimate warrior, subbing in for Paul Orndorff in one of their earliest matches I can remember, at least here in the WWF. It's the warrior battling Rick Rude to a double count out, both men brawling on the outside on the floor. And we'll see more of Rude and Warrior here soon, as well as in 89, as well as in 1990. Rude just couldn't get away from the ultimate one. Now, also here in the spectrum, ladies tag team champions, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, the Glamour Girls, scheduled to take on their current nemesis right now, the Jumping Bomb Angels. But first, we're going to head backstage to Killer Cal Rudman. He's standing by with manager Jimmy Hart and the ladies tag team champions.
0: Cal Rudman, Killer Cal here in all his glory with the Glamour
3: Girls (laughs) under Jimmy Hart. Oh, I can hardly stand it. They are the women's tag team champions, and they are fighting the jumping bomb angels in just a few moments. Uh, Let me let you start off, Jimmy.
6: First of all, Cal, keep your hands off these beauties, baby. Let me tell you something, Daddy. You know, they say gentlemen prefer blondes. Diamonds are a girl's best friends. Well, baby, you know, to have the diamonds... You have to have the beautiful jewelry. Can you get a shot of this over here? Right here, Cal. Come on. Look at it, Daddy. Look at it. And like I said before, man, to keep the World Tag Team Championship belts, you have to have the diamonds. you got to keep the belts. And we'll do anything it takes to keep these championships. Why don't you tell them about it, Lonnie? Oh, yeah. Diamonds are our
4: girl's best friend. And you know this bomb image thing is so cute. But <laughs> as Jimmy's always telling us that we are the Glamour Girls, we're the World's Tag Team Champions, and we're unbeatable. <laughs> right, Judy? <laughs> That's right. And tonight we're going to take the jump right out of those, ain't? Jo Yes. Your right, Judy? Judy, oh, Mark. Yes, we are. Jimmy taught us that. Everything. Hey, watch your. Hey,
6: let me tell you Please something. Tell us the truth. <laughs> don't you, Jimmy? <laughs> That's right. Listen, we you better say watch out. you say. That's right. I saw you trying to make goo goo eyes at Lonnie and at Judy. Let me tell you something. Jumping bomb angels and see there are no pushover because they know kung fu. They know karate. They know jujitsu. What are we, we going to do? Get, they what are can... do? They start that on
4: us.
6: We're just playing wrestlers. You know we're the best, though. But, you know, what are we going to do, Jimmy? I mean, I mean, don't get excited. Don't, don't get excited. Like I was saying, they get on those top ropes and they fly through the air with the greatest of ease. Well, let me tell you something. The Glamour Girls are the ladies' tag team champions, and we'll do anything it takes to keep our championship belts, and you can take that to the bank, Daddy. Yeah. Oh, I can
0: hardly wait. We'll be right back to see it.
2: You know, I was so happy they gave the Glamour Girls time to shine here. In a promo, Leilani Kai nailed her bit down pat, and Killer Cal's selling it like they are perfect tins. Eat your heart out, baby doll. But a fun promo there, and I just really was pumped to see Leilani Kai sell the gimmick as well as she did. As we head back to the ring, not only can they cut a promo, but the ladies' tag team champions can wrestle as well, scoring a win here. Over the jumping bomb angels, it's Martin pinning Norio to with a, a gourd buster of sorts. Also on the card, it was the British Bulldogs over the Conquistadors, million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, Virgil in his corner, defeating Jake the stake Roberts, pinning Roberts with a roll-up and a hook of the tights. But it looked like DiBiase was going to get his comeuppance after the matchup, Damien out of the bag, DiBiase in trouble, but Virgil sneaking up behind, and it winds up being Virgil getting the snake instead. And I'll leave the joke there to you guys. As we close out the cart, a pair of championship matches. First, it's the Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man once again defending his title against the Macho Man. This one held inside the confines of a steel cage.
0: All right, I want to take this opportunity to extend to each and every one of you and our vast viewing audience here in the greater metropolitan Philadelphia area, fans in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, a happy holiday season. It is very difficult to utter those words in light of the fact that we are going to be cranking it up back at the Spectrum here on January the 9th. That's going to be a big Saturday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. when you think of the magnitude of at least one of the matches but the whole card is loaded strike force world tag team champs to defend against the heart foundation mr wonderful paul Orndorff from tampa florida will be here in town on the 9th of january to go against ravishing rick root i say very difficult for me to be in the holiday spirit macho man randy savage when i think of you in a return match with the honky-tonk man with the intercontinental title on the line yeah. and all of that taking place in a 15-foot-high steel cage talking about possibly careers ending in this kind of a match, the ultimate match. A 15-foot-high
3: steel cage, yeah. When I'm on top of a 15-foot-high steel cage, I am a very, very tall individual. Taller than Andre the Giant, yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I remember that crisis situation, Saturday night's main event, honky tonk man, when you pushed Elizabeth down real, real, real hard, yeah. Uh huh. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, yeah, right there, I don't know what would have happened, yeah, because you would have kept going and going and going and going, but on top of this 15 foot high steel cage, if I get the chance to drop my big elbow on you, yeah, one half of the mega powers coming to philadelphia to take care of the rest of your career yeah you're right careers are exactly there
0: are no winners poncho Ah, man only survivors there's
3: gonna be one big loser
0: and that loser
3: is you honky-tonk man you're gonna be the loser in philadelphia right there in the afternoon yeah right there it's gonna be immoral yeah it's gonna be historical but i'm gonna
0: get you yeah. All right. It's going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. It's a return in a 15-foot high steel Okay. Hockey talk to meet the Macho Man here in Philly on January the ninth at 1:30 in the afternoon. Ya.
2: All right, and away we go. Intercontinental Championship action. Hockey talk man scoring a win once more over Macho Man Randy Savage. Elizabeth in his corner. Jimmy Hart helping Hockey Talk Man exit through that cage door, and again a little revenge after the fact. Savage bringing the champion and his manager back inside. Leveling both men before dropping that patented flying elbow onto the hockey talk man. And as we close out the night, Jimmy Hart makes his return to the ring to see the tag team champion Strike Force defeat Jimmy's Hart Foundation on a disqualification. As Martell once again had that Boston crab applied on Jim Nightheart, the same move he used to win the tag team titles, the same man he used the move on to win the tag team titles. The hitman couldn't stand for it, grabbing Jimmy Hart's megaphone. Blasting Martell with it while he had the anvil in the Boston Crab, drawing the DQ and the Strike Force going to retain the titles here tonight in Philadelphia. As we continue on January 9th, Scranton, PA. It's noted that lots of wrestlers missing from this card Demolition, Dom Morocco, Sam Houston, Danny Davis, all advertised to appear, couldn't make this show. Inclement weather, I suppose. Now in the undercard, we get the midget match Cowboy Lang and Pepe Gonzalez this time. Taking on Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. It's also noted Coco Beware up against the outlaw Ron Bass. Listen to this team. Listen to this match. Had it went down, Bam Bam Bigelow and the Ultimate Warrior versus Demolition. I would have lo- paid anything to see that matchup. Now, remember, the demos, they don't make it here. So I'm not really sure how the match got rearranged. I'm not sure if Warrior and Bigelow still wound up teaming up, which that alone, I would have liked to have seen them two in the ring together. And this show here in Scranton headlined, once again by the Macho Man and Honky Tonk Man. The Spectrum, a matinee show. The men here in Scranton later in the day. No steel cage this time around for the IC title matchup, but instead, guest referee George the Animal Steel. And I don't have the outcome here, but you know Savage did not win the title, but you have to imagine the Animal and the Macho Man got the best of the IC champ there in Scranton. As we roll on, also January the 9th, Wildwood, New Jersey, Convention Hall. It's Outback Jack over George Scotland, son of Arnold Scotland. Danny Spivey, again defeating Scott Casey. Listen to this. Luscious Johnny V, who's on his way out of the company, picking up a win over David Sammartino. Couldn't slap Bruno in the face any harder than that. Although Bruno and Johnny had known each other for a long time, but still. As the Iron Sheik would say, Yallah, make him humble! David Sammartino doing jobs to the manager, or former manager, Luscious Johnny V. Also on the card, it was the Young Stallions over Barry Horowitz and Steve Lombardi, Junkyard Dog defeating the mighty Hercules, Killer Bees over the Bolsheviks, and a Battle Royal. No results for that one there in Wildwood. As we continue on, also January the 9th, whoo, Boston, Massachusetts, at the Boston Garden. Televised on the New England Sports Network, Gorilla Monsoon, and Bobby Heenan on commentary for this one. On the undercard, it was Iron Mike Sharp over Special Delivery Jones, the British Bulldogs defeating the Conquistadors, Dino Bravo pinning Jerry Allen with that side suplex, Jake the Snake Roberts is scheduled to take on this man, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase.
1: Well, we're up here in the catacombs of the Boston Garden, Gorilla Monsoon along with the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and his stooge. I understand that uh, Jake the Snake Roberts has a few surprises for you. Well, wherever there's Jake the Snake and Ted DiBiase, there are going to be a lot of surprises because Jake the Snake is a man a lot, a lot like myself. Very cunning, very devious, and prides himself on being just that. Well, the way you handle a snake is you get down on your belly and you crawl along the ground with him. Let me so ask you nobody... this, DiBiase. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's, a, it's a, something that's been on my mind for several weeks. How much money did you have to give that other piece of garbage, Bobby the Brain Heenan? <laughs> That's none of your business, and that is none of your business out there. And and everybody wants to know, you know, Oakland want to know how much money I gave Andre the Giant. That's what I'm trying to get at. Well, you want to know? Ask a real honest man. Ask Hulk Hogan. He's the 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 one that turned it down. That's right. Hogan, you thought thought that when you said no to me, that you had buried it, that you'd humiliated me, left egg on my face. Well, I have proven you wrong. I always get what I want. I want the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight title. At you Andre the Giant, I will have just that. He who laughs last, laughs, laughs best. Robot. I understand that as part of the deal, Heenan also wanted Virgil's job. Is that correct? <laughs> You're real. Did you know, were you aware of that, Virgil? He only speaks when I let him speak. When he lets him speak. The I most think. interesting matchup coming up here in Beantown, the Million Dollar Man taking on Damien and Jake the Snake. We'll be back.
2: All right, and results here. Once again, it is Ted DiBiase pinning Jake Roberts with a roll-up and a hook of the tights, and once again, DiBiase caught in the ropes post-match, Damien coming right at him, Virgil trying to intercept, and he does his job well because it's Virgil who gets Damien instead. Also on the card here in Boston, ladies' tag team champions, Glamour Girls over the Jumping Bomb Angels, Greg the Hammer Valentine defeating former partner Brutus the Barber Beefcake on a count-out. The two men fighting on the floor. Beefer not able to beat the 10-count back in as Valentine back inside. Jimmy Hart might have had a little bit to do with that. Nevertheless, it is the hammer over the barber on a count out there. Tag team champion Strikeforce once again defeating the Hart Foundation on a DQ. This time a little flip-flop in the finish. It's Tito Santana who has the hitman in the figure four leg lock. And it's Neidhart who comes in caught using Jimmy Hart's megaphone there. So Strikeforce again get the win on a disqualification and of course will retain those titles. And in the big one, and honestly the only time I can recall this match ever making air at least the only match in existence of these two on video, sees the WWF champion Hulk Hogan taking on his challenger tonight, Ravishing Rick Rude. And right now we're going to hear from both sides.
0: 1987 certainly has been a banner year, and we're looking very much forward to 1988. We're going to be kicking it off back down at the Boston Garden on Saturday night, January 9th. We've got an 8 o'clock start, and we have a phenomenal World Wrestling Federation card that includes... A title defense, his first of 1988. Come on in, world champ, Hulk Hogan. You gotta be kidding me.
4: Huge!
0: Indeed, huge. The 24-inch pythons come to town. Back in Boston, you have a title defense, the first here in Boston in 1988. Challenger, strangely enough, ravishing Rick Rude. Well, you know me,
3: Gene, the first thing I'm gonna do when I hit Boston's Logan Airport It's hit the ground running, brother. Because I'm headed right over to Somerville, man, to my main man, Pat Katina and Kenny's World Gym, brother. Get some hanging and banging. And you see, I'm going to use every vehicle i got going for me to defeat this guy mentally, physically, and psychologically. You know, there's a, got a, a lot of good-looking dames there, man, in the World Gym. Can you imagine how good of a pump you could get on by keeping your eye on the female specimens as you're hanging and banging in there? I like that, Hulk. I like it a lot. I like it, too, brother. That's why I'm going there to train before I go to the Boston Guard. But let me tell you something, Rick Rude. My history around the WWF is like a gunslinger, man. I've shot down the Andre the Giants. The other Giants, like Stud, man, ran Bundy's into the corner. And I can tell you one thing, I can survive around here. But the largest arm in the world needs more than that just to satisfy its thirst when you get an eight-lane highway running down a 24-inch python you gotta use it man not abuse it and rick rude you're gonna go ahead and throw all the last shots you want all the ab shots all the double buy shots but you can't win the world wrestling federation heavyweight title by posing means
0: you know i i hate to bring it up this close to christmas but rude of course has managed by Bobby the Brain Heen, and you know what that means.
3: I know all about the weasel, and the weasel's got a good dude named Hercules. I survived his backbreaker. I can survive
0: yours. All right, get ready. Coming up here at the Boston Garden, Saturday, January 9th. All right, Boston Garden, we're going to be back. We're going to be kicking off 1988 in grand style. On Saturday night, January the 9th at 8 p.m., a tremendous card. Many of the great superstars you see here week in and week out are currently being talked to by promoters in regards to this january 9th date big saturday night back in the boston garden so much tradition there with our bruins our celtics and of course the world wrestling federation i want to take just a little time out to well to say happy holidays to my many good friends in the boston area to jack and sheila norton down in acton mass happy holidays to you donnie quinn at the garden steve cedar Chuck, Oh, boy, I'll tell you. Many, many others. Ed Carpenter. Ravishing Rick Root, come on in. You know, the way you wrapped up 1987, or are wrapping up 1987, I must say I have been very, very impressed. And apparently you caught the eye of others, because now all of a sudden, from out of left field, you as challenger, perhaps the number one contender, as you meet... A world champion Hulk Hogan for that title here on Saturday night, January 9th. That's right, little man. You're impressed.
3: The whole world is impressed with Ravishing Rick Rude. Hulk Hogan, on the other hand, is depressed. You understand? Now, I'm not taking nothing from the man. I say right now, right here, he's the greatest champion of all time.
0: No question about that.
3: That's right, Hulk Hogan. But I got your number, man. I know what you're all about. You're big, you're strong, but at the 15-minute mark... When that big tongue of yours is hanging down past your knees and you're going like this. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put that big 300 pound body in a backbreaker like you've never felt before, Hulk Hogan. And I'm going to squeeze like you've never been squeezed before. And I'm going to make you say, quit. I'm going to make the man quit. I'm going to b- take your title by making you quit, Hulk
0: you know, I think you've uh, vastly underestimated the heavyweight champion of the world. As you know, I cover his matches around the country, around the world. I see him on many occasions go 30, 40, and 50 minutes at a time. Not with man- me.
3: Not with me. I'm going to be in your face, Hogan. I'm going to make you breathe real heavy. And then I'm going to take you down.
0: Boston to- Garden, tomorrow. Saturday night, January the 9th at 8 p.m. All right, get ready for tonight. We've got an 8 o'clock start. We're going to be back at the Boston Garden just hours away a card that is truly loaded tonight you're gonna see dino bravo in action jimmy hart brings his glamour girls here to boston they're the ladies tag team champions tonight they're going to be challenged by the japanese duel of the jumping bomb angels the conquistadors from somewhere in latin america tonight to meet the british bulldogs without their their inspiration their mascot matilda valentine and beefcake also collide on this great card strike force world tag team champs tonight To be challenged by the Hart Foundation, million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Tonight is going to be facing Jake the Snake Roberts. Ravishing Rick Rude, you are confident. You feel you can succeed where others have failed. Tonight, here on the Boston Garden at 8 o'clock or shortly thereafter, you're going to be facing world champion Hulk Hogan.
3: That's right. And I heard Hulk Hogan had something to say about my little act at the Slammy Awards.
0: He certainly did. He found it repulsive. Let
3: me tell you something, Hogan. I've lived my life doing what I want, when I want, where I want. If I want to do a strip tease, I'll do it, brother. I don't give a damn if there's a thousand little hulkamaniacs out there. I don't care what you think or what anybody else thinks. You're looking at the number one contender, Hogan. You better not be thinking about how I dance. You better be thinking about how I fight. I'm going to take you down in the Boston Gardens. I'm going to beat you half to death. And you're right. I'm going to do my striptease. I'm going to stand out there in the middle of the ring, and I'm going to do a striptease all around your body. And there's going to be thousands of little Hulkamaniacs out there who won't be able to stand it. But there isn't going to be anything they can do about it, Hogan. I do things my way. I do things my way right here. And I do my thing, thing my way in the Boston Garden. Hogan, come on. You don't like my act. Do something about it.
0: All right, I've got a feeling they've got something up their sleeves. I'm talking about Ravishing Rick Rue, challenger tonight, and his manager, Bobby the Brain heenan Rue tonight is going to be facing Hulk Hogan at 8 o'clock at a Boston Garden. By the way, the box office open right now from top to bottom. What a way for us to kick off 1988. Here in town at the Boston Garden tonight.
2: So the Ravishing one sounds prepared. He sounds ready for this WWF title shot, but unfortunately, not quite there yet, Rick. It is the WWF champion Hulk Hogan defeating Rick Rude, scoring the pin with the big leg drop. And in, and in case you guys are wondering, yes, indeed, Rude's still using that over-the-shoulder backbreaker for his submission finisher. And yes, he picked up the 300-pound Hogan right over that shoulder. But obviously, it wasn't enough to put the champion down. Hogan scoring the win, but the story here is the WWF champion attacked after the matchup and bloodied. The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, so that feud continues on. As we move on, January the 10th, Toronto, Ontario, and the Maple Leaf Gardens. A matinee show. Ladies Tag Team Champions, Glamour Girls, over the Jumping Bomb Angels. It's stated here that the Conquistadors score a victory, a forfeit victory over the Rougeau Brothers. They're unable to make the show, so the Conquistadors get their very first win here against credible opponents, and it's by forfeit. Very odd, they didn't find suitable replacements. I have to wonder, did the conquistadors come out and get announced as winners? I don't know. Really weird outcome there. Also on the card, Dangerous Danny Davis pinning Sam Houston, Dino Bravo over Coco Beware, George Steele battling Ron Bass to a double disqualification, it's Brutus Beefcake over Greg the Hammer Valentine, Ted DiBiase once again pinning Jake the Snake Roberts, and in the main event, IC champion Honky Talk Man finally scoring a pin over the Macho Man Randy Savage after Interference from the Hart Foundation. More action January 10th. A couple of shows here. A matinee and an evening show. Green Bay, Wisconsin at the Brown County Arena. And later that night, Madison, Wisconsin at the Dane County Coliseum. Similar results. Going to see Sika over Leaping Lanny Poffo. Ladies champion Sherry defeating Velvet McIntyre. Demolition Axe scoring a one-on-one victory over Ken Patera. Now, the match originally announced as Demolition versus Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. But Haynes all but gone from the company at this point. So it is Axe over Kim Patera here tonight. Also on the card, Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeating the King Harley Race. Don Morocco scoring a win over Demolition Smash, substituting for Butch Reed, who didn't make the show, so that worked out well here. Smash doing a job to the Rock Don Morocco on these shows. Also, Bam Bam Bigelow scoring a win over The Gang in Green Bay, and it's Bam Bam over Sika in Madison, Wisconsin. Also, the big difference between the matinee show and the evening show, I don't do afternoons, brother. The evening show in Madison, going to see the WWF champion Hulk Hogan appear and score a win over the one-man gang. And hey, guys, did I mention the C-Shows were back? And back with a vengeance they are. Because listen to this, same show every night, January 10th, Northeast Maryland at the Northeast High School Gym, January 11th, Huntington, Pennsylvania at the High School Gym, January 13th, Newcastle, Pennsylvania at the High School Fieldhouse, January 14th, Clarksburg, West Virginia at the Nathan Goff Armory. And January 15th, Frederick, Maryland at the Community College Fieldhouse. And that Frederick show actually rescheduled from January 8th due to inclement weather a week later here on January the 15th. But all five nights, same results, guys. And it goes like this. It's Cowboy Lang and Pepe Gomez over Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. David San Martino, originally slated to take on Terry Gibbs. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. Instead, every night. It's luscious Johnny V scoring pinfall wins over David San Martino. Also, Danny Spivey downing Scott Casey, Outback Jack over Barry Horowitz. It's the Ultimate Warrior defeating Steve Lombardi. Hercules battling the Junkyard Dog. And on a couple of the nights, it was Hercules going over. But most nights, it was JYD defeating the Mighty Hercules. Also on the card, the Killer Bees defeating the Bolsheviks. And I got to say, if I'm going to a high school gym to watch wrestling, not a bad little card. And hey, you got to see David Sammartino's last run in the WWF. But think about that, guys. The warrior on the sea shows. So he paid his dues for a little bit anyway. As we continue on, lots more action. Repeat action. Remember I said a lot more cookie-cutter shows here. And we're going to look at a, quite a few of them here. In fact, six different shows on six days straight, all with similar results. January the 11th, La Crosse, Wisconsin, La Crosse Center. January 12th, Fort Wayne, Indiana at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. January the 13th, in front of 3,000 fans in Rockford, Illinois at the Metro Center. January the 14th, in front of 2,500 fans at the McElroy Auditorium in Waterloo, Iowa. January 15th, at the Mecca in Milwaukee, drawing 12,223 fans. And you may guess there's a reason for that when they're in Milwaukee. and We'll get to that in just a minute. And also Peoria, Illinois Civic Center. January the 16th, a matinee show. All of these events having the same matches up and down the card with just a couple of small differences, and we'll get to that at the end. But right now, we're going to go to the lineup of some of these matches in Peoria. Some of the matches slated for the card. Bam Bam Bigelow taking on the one-man gang. It was Demolition, originally slated to take on the team of Ken Batera and Billy Jack Haynes. And the Rock Rockdown Morocco had planned to seek his revenge against the natural Butch Reed And right now, we're going to hear from several of those men.
0: All right, get ready, Peoria, we're going to be back in town, back here at the Civic Center on Saturday afternoon, January the 16th, 1.30 p.m. It is going to be an afternoon family presentation from the World Wrestling Federation. By the way, from us to you, a happy holiday season, Merry Christmas, and a very healthy and happy and prosperous 1988. It's going to be a good year. I know it. Forget what those, those guys down at the brokerage firm are saying. It's going to be a good year. King Harley Race going to get off the throne long enough to come to town and meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Duggan the Lumberman from Glens Falls, New York will be in town. Don Morocco from Sunset Beach, Hawaii. These guys from all over. In his corner, superstar Billy Graham when a rock tangles with the natural Butch Reed, former Kansas City Chief Football Player. Billy Jack Haynes, Ken Patera, those two men from Portland, Oregon, had a couple of great ones. They're going to have to be great when they meet the Demolition Axe and Smash. In my opinion, one of the top tag teams right now in the World Wrestling Federation. Oliver Humperdinck, I happen to know that January the 16th, I've got a long-time friend of mine, is going to be celebrating his birthday with us the afternoon of the 16th at the Civic Center. I don't know what you're gonna be celebrating. I do know that one man gang is gonna be facing your protege, Bam Bam Bigelow.
5: This is indeed the biggest test we've had so far since we've been here in the WWF Mean gene. The one man gang, Mr. 747. He's been running wild, doing what he wants to do. He's got a reign of terror going, but brother, we're gonna bring that reign of terror to an end in Peoria on the 16th of January when I bring the man of flame and fire, Bam Bam Bigelow, to oppose him that day.
0: I'll tell you what, Pam Pam, you've had a red-hot 1987, no pun intended. You look at 1988, you're looking at the one-man gang. Yeah, I'm looking at the one-man gang, and I'm looking how big he is. And I'm wondering, is he bad?
3: Huh? Is he bad? Oh, gang, you know, when I hit you, man, I'm gonna hit you hard. And I'm gonna hit you so hard, you're gonna fall, and when you fall, We might
0: rock this building! That could conceivably happen, remember Slick? Slick, the doctor of style, you're gonna need a
5: doctor of medicine after this one, pal! All
0: right, Peoria Civic Center, Saturday afternoon, January the 16th, 1.30 p.m. Happy birthday, Fred Sutton! All right, Peoria, get We're gonna be ushering in 1988 in grand style. And we return to the Peoria Civic Center on Saturday afternoon, January the 16th. We've got a 1.30 p.m. start. It is a matinee, so to speak, uh, afternoon family presentation for the World Wrestling Federation. By the way, happy holidays to everybody. I've got The Rock, Don Morocco, standing by. I'm going to talk to him in a moment. But let's talk about some of the great matches that are going to be happening here on Saturday afternoon, January the 16th. Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera to meet the demolition axe and smash. And what about their manager, Mr. Fuji? I said, what about their manager, Mr. Fuji? King Harley Race, the great veteran, also to be on hand. He's going to be going against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The lumberman is coming to town. Bam, bam, big to meet the one-man gang in what I suspect is going to be a real shootout. It is just part of the great card slated for Saturday afternoon, January the 16th, 1.30 PM, Peoria Civic Center. Oh, there's a lot of talk going around the World Wrestling Federation. In regards to this man, you see him from Sunset Beach, Hawaii. Don Morocco, The Rock, superstar Billy Graham in your corner. And you're going to be facing the natural butchery, Bruce. 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 I can't say that. You
3: know you can say that, Gene. You're a man. Bruce. You're not not some... You're a a, a man who's made this place in history. You know, Bruce... Let me tell you, your stars, no, not your stars, your superstar has charted your destiny. You see, you thought you could get the job done. You didn't want to pick on, you didn't want to take a natural talent. You didn't want to take a superstar. You wanted to take somebody who was already there, who had been there, and try and feed off his glory. I thought he was a dead man, thought he left him for gone, left him for... Some, but he is back. The superstar is back, and he's in my corner, you see. So none. you can't go calling one-man gang. You can't go calling Slick. You can't go calling for no help, because when the Calvary comes, you see, the rock's right there. Yes, Gene? Bruce? Bruce.
0: You know, he jumped When he my... was a
3: linebacker for Central Missouri State, it was Bruce Reed. When he played linebacker for Kansas City Chiefs, it's Bruce Reed. And when he gets in the ring with the Rock, Don Morocco,
0: it's Bruce Reed. And you can tell him I said so. I like that. Let's go with it. Huh? This man, the Rock, was superstar in his corner to meet the natural Bruce Reed. All right, Peoria, we're going to be back at the Civic Center on Saturday afternoon, January the 16th. We've got a 1.30 p.m. start. Fans throughout the great state of Illinois get ready for this one. It is going to be something else. Don Morocco, The Rock, with superstar Billy Graham in his corner to meet the natural Butch Reed. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. The Lumberman is going to be going against the King Harley Race. Also, Bam Bam Bigelow. He is red-hot right now, going against the one-man gang. This guy's operating like a blowtorch, this Bam Bam Bigelow. Mr. Fuji, come on in. Welcome to Peoria. You look resplendent this week. What do you smell?
1: Something, Something. smelly
3: there here. So I had my demolition go under the hole, into the sewer pipes, to get used to, to the smell of Peoria. So man they make him the man... And they're getting used to to that smell of Peoria.
0: Wait a minute, I think you must be confused. That's, uh, that's, uh, Kobe. That is not, uh, Peoria. (laughs) No, no, that's Peoria. All right. It's Uh, downtown Peoria. Yes. What is it, Smash? That's downtown Peoria. Because every time you go
3: through that town, it kind of reminds you of a little stench in the air. So Master Fuji, put us in that dungeon for five days. No food, no water. Patera Haynes, we don't like that. So what we're going to have to do is take our frustrations out on you. Master Fuji has taught us well. And in Peoria, we're going to show us how good he has taught us.
0: All right, think of a couple of names, Sax. Billy Jack Haynes and Kent Patera. What do they bring to mind? Dirt, filth, stink,
3: bums. You want any more adjectives? Sorry, I asked. That's all we've heard about from those two individuals. Master Fuji's drilled it into our head. Conditioned us to hate those two. Why? Because they're saying a lot of bad things about us. They don't like us. Because we hurt Brady Boone. Billy Jack's cousin. Big deal. We hurt him and we hurt him good. And I wish we'd have hurt Billy Jack Keynes and Ken Patera. And they wouldn't be a thorn in our side even now. But right here in Peoria we're going to take care of business. Billy Jack Keynes and Ken
0: Patera. Billy
3: Jack. Pay attention you're in for a war
0: how can they talk like this at this time of the year mr fuji i find it hard to believe this is the holiday season i we never believe in holidays all right saturday afternoon the 16th all
2: right now some of those matches will actually change but everybody loves the localized promos so i wanted to get them in anyway now on the card listen to this one lanny Pafo defeating rick rinslow some of the nights other nights it was seca over leaping lanny Sam Houston defeating Dangerous Danny Davis. Demolition Smash alternating with Axe each night. Axe or Smash defeating Ken Patera, depending on the town. Same outcome every night. Mr. Fuji tripping Patera up with his cane on the floor. Now remember, this was supposed to be the demos. Haynes and Patera, but obviously Haynes gone by this point. So Patera forced to go at it alone. Not successful here against Demolition. In tag team or in singles. Also on the card, we heard the promo. Dom Morocco was scheduled to take on the Natural tree, but most nights Reed not in attendance. So instead, it's Don Morocco scoring a win over Sika, the Wild Samoan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning the King Harley Race every night, as well as Bam Bam Bigelow going over on the one-man gang. And ladies' tag team champions, the Glamour Girls, defeating the Jumping Bomb Angels. And remember, I mentioned just a few small differences. We go up to the Waterloo, Iowa show on January the 14th. Remember, it was Bam Bam Bigelow pinning one man gang every night on this little tour here, but a little difference here in Waterloo as it's the gang going over on Bigelow, albeit on a countout. And then we fast forward the following night, January 15th in Milwaukee. Remember, I said they drew over 12,000 fans? Well, for very good reason. In the main event, it was WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the million dollar man Ted DiBiase with a leg drop. As we continue on, as that was going on, more similar card action on the West Coast as well. Seattle, Washington at the Seattle Center Coliseum, January the 14th, in front of 10,700 fans. The following night, January 15th, at the Los Angeles Sports Arena, 10,000 fans out there in L.A., as well as 10,000 fans out to Sacramento and the Arco Arena on January the 16th. And yes, we even have a card, January the 17th in Oakland, California at the Coliseum. And those shows, they go a little something like this. Coco Beware over Iron Mike Sharp. Dino Bravo defeating Jerry Allen. It's outlaw Ron Bass over Brady Boone. The British Bulldogs defeating the Conquistadors. Greg the Hammer Valentine pinning former partner Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ladies Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre making the West Coast round. Good to see. Tag Team Champion Strike Force over the Hart Foundation. Intercontinental champion hockey talk man defeating the Macho Man inside a steel cage each and every night. Finish gonna see Jimmy Hart slamming the cage door on the head of the Macho Man, enabling Hawkey to escape, but Honky going to get that elbow drop after the matchup. And just a, a few differences here on the cards. In Seattle, it was Rick Rude over Jake the Snake Roberts, while in Los Angeles and Sacramento, it was Jake Roberts defeating Rick Rude on a countout. And as we close out this little West Coast tour, or at least this little group of shows, the Oakland Coliseum going to draw a little more because it's WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang. Now, we talked about that card January 16th in Sacramento. The WWF also earlier in the day had a matinee show in San Diego at the sports arena with similar preliminary matches, but a little different action on the upper card. Going to see Ravishing Rick Rude over Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Jake the Snake Roberts battle Greg the Hammer Valentine to a double countout, and in the main event, the Macho Man, teaming with WWF Tag Team Champion Force scoring a six-man tag team victory over IC Champion Hockey Talk Man. And the Hart Foundation. And I have to wonder, because the matinee and evening show was San Diego and Sacramento so close together that they feared, well, somebody might go to both of these events, so let's change up the important matches. That's the only thing I can come up with here. As we continue on to Chicago, Illinois, and the Rosemont Horizon. January the 16th, in front of 10,700 fans, leaping Lanny Poffo over Sika, the Ultimate Warrior, pinning the King Harley Race. It's Sam Houston over dangerous Danny Davis with the Bulldog. Ladies Tag Team Champions Glamour Girls defeating the Jumping Bomb Angels. Now, it's reported six-man tag team action here. It says Ken Patera, Billy Jack Haynes, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Demolition and Mr. Fuji. Now, I don't know that that happened. Did Haynes return for a night? I'm a little skeptical from my end. But also on the card, the duo of Bam Bam Bigelow and the Rock Don Morocco with superstar Billy Graham in their corner scoring a victory over the one-man gang and the natural butchery, A little revenge there. For Superstar, Slickster's men doing the job, and in the main event, here in Chicago, uh-oh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, defeating the WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Don't get worked up, guys. Hogan actually disqualified after being caught using a steel chair there in Shytown. town So, DiBiase picking up a victory over the WWF champion as we roll on to the Meadowlands, East Rutherford, New Jersey, January 17th, 7,500 fans. Out to seat Lanny Pafo over Jose Estrada. The Ultimate Warrior, again pinning King Harley Race. Duggan battling the Mighty Hercules to a double countout. Ladies Tag Team Champions Glamour Girls over the Jumping Bomb Angels. Killer Bees downing the Bolsheviks. It's Bam Bam Bigelow battling Ted DiBiase to a double DQ in a very short matchup. And with just a couple matches left on the card, we ready ourselves for the big battle between the Rock down Morocco as he takes on this man, the natural Butch Reed and his manager, Slick.
0: All right, get ready over at East Rutherford. We're going to be back at the Meadowlands Sports Arena. Sunday night, January 17th, 7.30 p.m. Start, great card. Some of the matches, bam, bam, Bigelow to meet million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. Here's the six-man tag I like a lot. The Hart Foundation plus the honky-tonk man tangling with the trio comprised of Macho Man Randy Savage and World Tag Team Champs the Strike Force. Dr. Style Slick, come on in. You know, some of us don't have hair and others are less fortunate, such as yourself. In a return, Don Morocco. Oh, you know, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. Don Morocco, The Rock, is going to be going against the natural Butch Reed, your protege. In Morocco's corner is going to be superstar Billy Graham. Who? S- superstar Billy Graham.
3: <laughs> Ballastar! star. <laughs> will say? Please
0: I didn't huh? I didn't say
5: it he I not want to try to oh, didn't hurt. honestly uh, But please, we don't need man, no more
3: fines,
4: brother. You keep pushing me, boy. Easy. Tell these people what happened to Morocco, man. Morocco, Tough we bro. want you in the worst way. You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine how bad the hatred exists between this man myself and you son there's no way that we're gonna allow you to continue your professional wrestling career there's no way that the natural butch reed is gonna allow you to humiliate and insult him and walk away just like you haven't done
3: anything at all let me Uh, say something i'm gonna tell you something see i'm sick and i'm tired i'm sick and tired of you I'm sick and tired of the WWF, and I'm sick and tired of nothing happening to suckers like Morocco and Superstar. So let me tell you something. A return match, is Morocco, the last time it was a 20-minute draw. But boy, the chances is on you whooping me when I return to the Meadowlands. He's Slim and none, fool. And you know what happened to Slim? He just left town.
0: All right, I thank you very much. Oh, Slick, just a second. I've got to ask you in closing here before we talk about this Whoa. Sunday night, is that a rug?
6: What did you say, man?
2: So the Slickster bringing his man prepared here, but not well enough as it is The Rock. Don Morocco scoring the win over Butch Reed and in the main event here in the Meadowlands. Six-man tag team action going to see the Heart Foundation and the Honky Tonk Man go over on Strike Force and the Macho Man Randy Savage as we continue on January the 18th Vancouver, British Columbia at the Peony Coliseum. Not the stadium, guys. It's Outlaw Ron Bass over Brady Boone. Mega Man Tom McGee back in town, defeating Iron Mike Sharp by submission. Dino Bravo over Jerry Allen. Sam Houston downing Dangerous Danny Davis. In a match originally slated to see, the Islanders take on the British Bulldogs. It becomes one-on-one action, with Davey Boy Smith defeating Haku. Not one-man gang also missing from this card. He's going to be subbed out by... Local longtime veteran Moose Morowski as Jake the Snake Roberts going to score a win over the Big Moose, subbing again for the one-man gang. Also on the card, ladies champion Sensational Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. Brutus Beefcake defeating Greg the Hammer Valentine. And here it is again, WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning Ravishing Rick Rude in Vancouver. Also January the 18th, Hartford, Connecticut at the Civic Center. 7,500 fans. It's Lanny Pafo over Jose Estrada. Tom Morocco downing, Butreed, the ultimate warrior over the King Harley race. Tag team champion Strike Force defeating the Hart Foundation here this time. Martel scoring a pinfall victory over Jim Neidhart. Also on the card, it was IC champion hockey Talk Man defeating the Macho Man inside a steel cage. The Hart Foundation running distraction at ringside. Strike Force out there in the corner of the Macho Man to counteract the Hart Foundation. But that left Jimmy Hart all alone to aid hockey in stealing yet another victory over Randy Savage. Also on the card, Killer Bees over the Bolsheviks. Hercules battling Hacksaw dug into a double countout. Ladies Tag Team Champions Glamour Girls over the Jumping Bomb Angels. And Bam Bam Bigelow defeating million-dollar man Ted DiBiase by disqualification. Now every time these two get in the ring, you may picture a pretty fun matchup. But Bigelow by this point had blown out his knee, which may explain that countout victory for the gang going back a few days' time but these matches against DiBiase all reportedly go about three minutes, so not much to these. Looks great on paper, but not much of a delivery here as Bammer nursing a a pretty bad knee by all accounts. And the World Wrestling Federation heading back up north to Canada for a trifecta of shows here, January 19th in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, at the Saddledome in front of a sellout 8,500 fans the following night in Regina, Saskatchewan at the Agridome, January the 20th in front of 6,700 fans, and finally, January 21st, Winnipeg, Manitoba, at the Winnipeg Arena, the legendary Winnipeg Arena, in front of only 2,500 fans. And the results went a little something like this, Tom McGee over Iron Mike Sharp, Dino Bravo defeating Jerry Allen, it was Davey Boy Smith again pinning Haku, Sensational Sherry over Velvet McIntyre, Brutus Beefcake defeating former partner Greg Valentine, Sam Houston, originally scheduled to take on Danny Davis on this tour, but Davis doesn't make it, for whatever reason, so various opponents on various nights, Sam Houston over the likes of Bill White and Gilles Fossey. Hope I said that right. Sorry, French listeners. Also on the card, Jake the Snake Roberts downing, ravishing Rick Roode on a countout. Outlaw Ron Bass over Brady Boone. And depending on the night, it was the Intercontinental Champion Hockey Talk Man defeating the Macho Man by DQ. Some nights, the Macho Man going over on a countout. As we continue on January 22nd and 23rd, Rochester, New York at the War Memorial, the following day at the Cap Center in Landover, Maryland. The Rochester Show, drawing 3,500 fans. And both nights, the fans out to see Gino Bravo over Brady Boone, actually Lanny Poffo in Landover. Also, Sam Houston defeating Danny Davis, the Ultimate Warrior, battling the mighty Hercules to a 20-minute time limit draw. I wrote, eek, also a double countout in Landover. So maybe they saw it go 20 minutes the first night, and they said, yeah, we don't need to do that again. I'm not sure, but you have to speculate. Also on the card, the Rock Don Morocco battling Butch Reed to a double disqualification. Now, the first night in Rochester, the one-man gang a no-show. It's Butch Reed subbing in, so it's Don Morocco battling the natural Butch Reed to a double DQ. Both men caught using a foreign object there in Rochester. The following night at the Cap Center, though, it is the gang pinning the Rock Don Morocco. Also on these cards, Jake Roberts over the King Harley Race, Greg Valentine over Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Davey Boy Smith defeating Haku one-on-one, again originally slated to see the Islanders take on the Bulldogs, not really sure what's going on there, you have to think it has something to do with Dynamite Kid, and Don Morocco both nights winning a Bunkhouse Battle Royal, so Morocco he couldn't pick up a victory over Slick's men, but he does get the big victory in the Battle Royal to close out the night. As we go on January 22nd Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio Center, the old Georgia Championship Wrestling stomping ground. And on the card, no results, but listen to the top matches. Bam Bam Bigelow taking on the million dollar man with Andre the Giant in his corner. Andre coming to Columbus there based on the ongoing storylines by that point on TV, and in the main event it was six man tag team action, Macho Man and Strike Force taking on Hockey Tonk and the Heart Foundation. As we go on January 23rd in Rupp Arena, Lexington, Kentucky. See Special Delivery Jones over Johnny V. Steve Lombardi defeating Cowboy Scott Casey. Rick Rude over Coco Beware with his Body Breaker submission hold. It's the Young Stallions defeating the Conquistadors. Ladies Champion Sherry over Rock and Robin. Tag Team Champion Force defeating the Hart Foundation. Intercontinental Champion Hockey Talkman over the Macho Man on a Countout. And the WWF Champion Hulk Hogan teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow, scoring a win over the Million Dollar Man and Andre the Giant. So how about that? Three championship matches in a row. And then we see the champion Hulk Hogan teaming with Bigelow to take on Andre the Giant in a rare house show appearance here in Lexington. Now we've got a pair of shows here canceled. London, Ontario at the London Garden, January 23rd, uh, reportedly rescheduled for February 28th. Also a show in Cornwall, Ontario on January 24th. Canceled completely, and again, remember we mentioned in the news some of the ticket sales a little low in certain cities, and thus they just simply canceled the shows. But they did not cancel the one in Halifax, Nova Scotia, at the Forum on January twenty fourth. Gonna see Sherry over Rock and Robin, Coco Beware pinning Sika, the Rujos over the Conquistadors. It's Demolition Axe defeating Buddy Lane, Canadian there subbing in for Billy Jack Haynes. Also on the card, Demolition Smash defeating Kim Patera. British Beefcake over Greg Valentine, and the Honky Tonk Man defeating the Macho Man by disqualification. Also, on January 24th, we talked about it. It was the Royal Rumble coming to you from Hamilton, Ontario. Cops Coliseum reportedly in front of a sellout crowd of 20,000. It's been reported it was a little less than that, something like 16,200 fans. Nevertheless, the Royal Rumble coming very soon here to the grenade. So we'll get to those results when we get to that episode of the show. However, the following day, the WWF in New York City at Madison Square Garden, January 25th, in front of a sellout, 19,750 fans, also televised on the MSG Network, included Lord Alfred Hayes, Bobby Heenan, and Vince McMahon on commentary. And you guys may be scratching your head, wait, Vince on commentary? Yes, this makes the return of McMahon to MSG commentary after a five-year absence. And there's a reason for that. And just the last few days, Gorilla Monsoon had suffered a mild heart attack, which explains why he misses the Royal Rumble show, misses this MSG event here, as well as some upcoming primetimes and other TV tapings. But we'll talk a little bit more about Gorilla's heart attack when we get to that time period here in the month of January. And remember, we're accustomed to seeing Gorilla backstage interviewing a couple of the talent during intermission. Well, it's a little different here. Vince McMahon got to change things up.
3: I'm not going backstage, pal.
2: Vince McMahon bringing the wrestlers to the ring for interviews here at Intermission Time. That's right, McMahon going to be interviewing Bobby Heenan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and the natural Butch Reed along with manager Slick. And in regards to action on this show, it was Scott Casey scoring a win over Jose Estrada. Estrada subbing for Dave Wagner here. So quite the upgrade there. Casey over Estrada in the opener. Also Sam Houston over dangerous Danny Davis. Butch Reed pinning the Junkyard Dog. Omar Atlas even scoring a win here this week over Dusty Wolf. Then from there, it was the one-man gang with the Doctor of Style Slick scoring a pinfall win over the Rock, Don Morocco. Morocco, he had the superstar, Billy Graham, in his corner, but it was interference from Butch Reed that allowed gang to steal the win over the Rock. Now, after the bout, Morocco thrown out to the floor as the heels look to triple-team the superstar, laying him out yet again, we've seen this before, delivering yet another 747 splash to Superstar Graham here in the Garden, and looking for a second one before Morocco able to make the save, clear the ring. But the damage already done once more. Superstar Graham just won't learn to stay away from ringside. Also on the card, the Young Stallions scoring a win in about 14 minutes going over on the team of Steve Lombardi and Barry Horowitz. And then the final match before intermission scheduled to see the team of Ted DiBiase and Virgil. They're going to team up with Andre the Giant in their corner to take on this duo. It's Bam Bam Bigelow and the WWF champion Hulk Hogan.
0: All right, out of the shoot, New York. I want to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. 1988, speaking of the new year, we're back in town, back in Madison Square Garden, Monday night, January the 25th, 7.30 p.m. And what a night of action it's gonna be. Dangerous Danny Davis to meet young Sam Houston. You're gonna be seeing King Harley Race continue his ongoing feud with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The Rock, Don Morocco to meet the one-man gang. Islanders and Bulldogs in a very crucial tag team matchup. And speaking of tag team matchups, Are you ready for this? Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, teaming up with his bodyguard, Virgil, with Andre the Giant in their corner. They'll be facing world champ, Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, managed by Oliver Humphrey. What a
5: night is gonna be in a Big Apple when I bring Hulk Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow to the garden to do battle with Virgil. Virgil? Virgil? I know Virgil could do a good job of looking ugly, but I didn't know he could wrestle. We'll find out at the garden, at Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. What a night it's gonna be, brother man. But listen, DiBiase has bought something else. He didn't tell the people this. He's bought something else. And what he's bought is a seven-foot-five-inch, 500-pound, raving lunatic in Andre the Giant. He's going to be in the corner, so we're going to have to be on our toes in New York, brother, man. All right. Well, you know what he's bought, man? He's bought the farm, brother. Do you think
3: Donald Trump would put all his money into one bank account? Do you think Howard Hughes would take everything he owns, man, and put it all into one little asset? You've got to diversify yourself, man. Stocks, bonds checking accounts cayman islands man swedish bank accounts and a whole heck of a lot of charity you're a foolish man ted dibiase brother the way you approach me the way you approach the little hunksters, the pressure you put on my family what a fool you are, man. I've got Bam Bam Bigelow on my side, brother. He held his own in the Survivor Series. He held off Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, and the one-man gang. And after I slam DiBiase through the mat and, and stacked Virgil up. What are you going to do, brother? I'm going to go to the tower. <laughs> Nucleus
0: blossom! Top rope in the garden, get ready on the 25th. Oh, what a card it is going to be.
2: All right, and what a tag team matchup here. I mean, you slide Andre in instead of Virgil, and you got quite a match here, but still nevertheless, Andre ringside. As we see, Hulk Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow, Oliver Humperdinck by their side, defeating the duo of the Million Dollar Man and Virgil. Bigelow pinning Virgil, of course, with a big splash. After Hogan hit his leg drop, of course. And then we get a post-match altercation here. Hogan calling out the Giant, telling Andre to step in the ring. Let's get it on. DiBiase and Virgil, amongst other officials, having to hold the giant back. Also here in the garden, it was outlaw Ron Bass over Hillbilly Jim. Then from there, a couple of big matches to close the show. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan scheduled to take on the King Harley race. And I do believe for the very first time, we're finally going to see the Islanders go two on two against the British Bulldogs. And right now we're going to go off for a pair of promos. We're going to hear from Hacksaw talking about his matchup with the King. And then from there, it's the Bulldogs discussing the Islanders.
4: (laughs) Square Garden of the 1988 year coming up Monday, January the 25th. We will start it off at 7:30 in the Garden. Let me run down the car. And Also, hacksaw Jim Duggan standing by. We'll bring him on in just a moment. Hillbilly Jim to meet Look out, hacksaw over there! Outlaw Ron Bass, junkyard dog, against the natural Butch Reed at the Garden on the 25th. Young Sam Houston will take on dangerous Danny Davis. The Rock Don Morocco against the one-man gang and superstar Billy Graham will be in the Rocks' corner for that matchup. The British Bulldogs against the Islanders in the main event, a tag team matchup. Virgil, Virgil will be wrestling with the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Also, Andre the Giant will be in the Million Dollar Man's corner. On the other side, Bam Bam Bigelow. And yes, World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champ, Hulk Hogan, on Monday, January 25th, also... At the garden, hacksaw well, Jim Duggan. Get that stuff out of my Whoa. way, and I won't knock it over. You know, Craig, it's tough to stand around with a two by four on your
3: shoulder. You turn over here to hear what you're saying, and you knock something over. You turn. I know what you're Excuse me. About. You turn
4: the other way, and you knock something over. But I mm-hmm. guarantee you, folks, something wherever hacksaw Jim Duggan goes, this two by four is going. All right, let's get to this matchup now, hacksaw Jim Duggan at the garden, in a few weeks, H- uh, King Harley Race up for you. You better believe he's up for me. That's what I'm talking about. I don't go
3: nowhere without my two-by-four. I go to Madison Square Garden. You better believe I'm going to even dress my two-by-four up again. Put a nice little bow tie. May even get a few buttons for him. Because I'm going to bring him down, and I'm going to set him right there in the corner so he can watch the match. And Harley Race, if that no-good weasel sticks his nose in my business, I guarantee you, Mr. Bard
4: right over here is going to do some smashing in the new year. Well, Hexa, I know you are not a member of that uh, King Harley Race fan club. You better believe I'm not a member of that King Harley Race fan club. Matter of fact, if you
3: ran down the members, it'd take you... That long, baby, because the folks in the USA, the folks all over the country are sick and tired of a man like that coming down, playing that fancy Dan March music, won't look nobody in the eye, thinks he's a step or two
4: higher than everybody else. Well, race, that's not going to get it done. All right. Tough guy. I Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, King Harley Race, our first big card of 1988 at Madison Square Garden. Also, Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam against Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Monday, January the 25th at the Garden. Don't miss it. All right, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Westchester, the folks out of Long Island, this Monday night, Monday night, we return to Madison Square Garden with a Great World Wrestling Federation card. Hillbilly Jim to beat outlaw Ron Bass, Junkyard Dog, on the card against the natural Butch Reed. Also, in a feud that has to be settled, Dangerous Danny Davis against young Sam Houston, speaking of Huge King, Harley Race to meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan Monday night at the Garden. The lockdown, Morocco, with superstar Billy Graham in his corner against the One Man Gang. Also in a major tag team matchup. Well, first of all, you've got Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And guess who is going to suit up with him? Virgil, his bodyguard, wrestling at Madison Square Garden this Monday night. Also, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, will be present. In fact, he will be in the corner of the Million Dollar Man. On the other side, Bam Bam Bigelow. Joined by the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan, Monday night, Monday night at the Garden. Also, Islanders tag team matchup against these two gentlemen, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. It's been a big story. I've been reporting for several weeks now, of course, on Matilda. Let's get it right up front. How is she? Well, you know, Greg, Matilda's very sick. And all the people know she's very sick. Mm. She won't eat. She'll sit in the car and shakes all day. When the British Bowl go in there, we try to look after her. But the British Bowl can't be with Matilda 24 hours a day because we're up for revenge and we're told Matilda we're here for revenge for her and Islanders, we're coming after you this Monday night and you Weasel, if you stick your nose anywhere near, the best thing you can do is not even appear at Madison Square Garden because the Islanders are going to get finished right there in front of 23,000 people right there in Madison Square Gardens this Monday night by the British Four logs. All right, Penn Station's going to be rocking and rolling on Monday night, Madison Square Garden. You talk about an opportunity here with the Islanders reinstated. That gives you the opportunity for events.
0: You know what I say, Craig? When you play,
4: you've got to pay. Matilda's still sick, like David boy says. She backs from the corner somebody walks towards
3: her. But like I said, when we won that ring, paper's going to be so bad. Islanders, Weasel, you caused it, now you got to pay for it.
4: All right, it, my kid, I thank you under these difficult circumstances. Davey Boy Smith, they are the British Bulldogs meeting the Islanders this Monday night, 7.30 at Madison Square
2: Garden. All right, and away we go with the action. Hacksaw Jim Duggan does indeed score the pinfall victory over the King Harley race, reversing a crossbody, rolling on top. Duggan picking up the win there. And in the final match of the night, the Islanders scoring the victory over the Bulldogs on a DQ. Match goes about 15 and a half minutes for the Bulldogs had enough of their opponents using that invisible dog leash that the Islanders and manager Bobby Heenan had brought to ringside. So that feud will rage on as we continue on. Also January the 25th, Toledo, Ohio, the Ultimate Warrior over Terry Gibbs. Sherry defeating Rock and Robin. Brutus Beefcake scoring a win over Greg Valentine in a no-DQ match. It's Dino Bravo over Brady Boone, one member of Demolition, not sure, Axe or Smash, defeating Ken Patera. The Jumping Bomb Angels... Now the new Ladies Tag Team Champions as of Royal Rumble, it's the Bomb Angels finally defeating the Glamour Girls, so take that, girls. Also on the card, Tag Team Champions strike force over the Heart Foundation, and I don't have results, but it was announced Jake Roberts taking on Rick Rude here in Toledo as well. As we continue on to Pottstown, Pennsylvania at the Owen J. Roberts High School, January the 25th. Bad News Brown going to join the house show circuit as part of the C-Shows. It's Bad News over Jerry Allen, Lanny Poffo, defeating Iron Mike Sharp, Special Delivery Jones, somehow downing Sika. It's reported that Outback Jack picked up a victory over an unknown, originally scheduled to beat Tiger Chung Lee, the Killer Bees, over the Bolsheviks, and Hercules and Coco Beware battling to a no contest. As we roll on January the 26th, yet another set of superstars taping in front of a sellout crowd of 9,000 in Hershey, Pennsylvania at the Hershey Park Arena. Some of the dark matches going to see tag team champions strike force over the Heart Foundation. The one-man gang defeating Dom Morocco with Superstar Graham, scoring the win by DQ here after Graham caught nailing the one-man gang with his cane. Also in a dark match, WWF champion Hulk Hogan once again teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow, this time picking up a victory over Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. Hogan pinning the million-dollar man with a leg drop after about nine minutes of action there. Now, also, as part of this Superstars taping, tons of matches taped for the upcoming Primetime episodes, and they look like this for February the 11th. A couple of segments here, including a special interview Craig DeGeorge conducting with Frenchie Martin Dino Bravo and Jesse Ventura in regards to that recent World Bench Press record attempt that Jesse may or may not have aided in. Also, airing February 11th on Primetime, George the Animal Steel over Wellington Wilkins with the Flying Hammerlock, Then from there, a couple of matches coming up February the 19th on primetime. Going to see Steve Lombardi and Barry Horowitz defeat the team. Wow. Getting a win over Lanny Poffo and Scott Casey. And February 19th primetime as well. Hercules teaming with the King Harley Race. And they're going to pick up a victory over the British Bulldogs when Bobby Heenan finally makes his way to ringside midway through the match. The Bulldogs having enough of it, chasing the manager away from ringside and getting counted out in the process. So the Heenan family going to go over there on a countout. And last but not least, a couple of matches also taped for February 22nd. So some busy bees here at this taping. Speaking of bees, the killer bees over Steve Lombardi and Barry Horowitz, so much for their push. And it's the Bolsheviks downing the duo of Special Delivery Jones and Brady Boone. As we continue on to Salisbury, Maryland at the Wicomico Youth and Civic Center, January 27th for Wrestling Challenge TV tapings, in a dark match, it's the Strike Force over Hart Foundation as well as Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning the King Harley Race. Then from there, airing on the February 11th primetime, Butch Reed over the Junkyard Dog by DQ after interference from Don Morocco. February 19th primetime, going to see the Conquistadors over Brady Boone and Omar Atlas. So now the Conquistadors have a victory on TV coming up in the month of February. And then the February 22nd edition of primetime, Bad News Brown going to, I believe, make his primetime debut scoring a victory over Outback Jack, landing that ghetto blaster, and then post-match, a special interview conducted by Craig DeGeorge with Bad News on the platform. And more dark match action here. On the challenge tapings, going to see the Bulldogs over the Islanders, intercontinental champion Honky Tonk Man defeating the Macho Man after interference from Jimmy Hart, and the WWF champion Hulk Hogan again teaming with Bam Bam. They score another victory over Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant both nights here at the TV tapings as we continue on January 28th, Flint, Michigan at the IMA Sports Arena. It's the Bolsheviks over the Young Stallions, Sherry defending her title over Velvet McIntyre, ravishing Rick Rude, battling Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to a double countout. And outside of the Royal Rumble, I do believe this is Steamboat's return finally to the house shows. Also in Flint, Michigan, Lanny Pavo over Sika, IC champion Hockey Tonk Man defeats Macho Man on a DQ. It's Danny Davis finally getting a win over Sam Houston. Dino Bravo downing Coco Beware. And the Strike Force going to retain their tag team titles once again over the Heart Foundation. And the following date, January 29th, we see a very similar card at the Richfield Coliseum, Richfield, Ohio. Steamboat battling Rick Root again to a double countout. It's Greg Valentine over Brutus Beefcake here in this show. Also, the Bolsheviks over the Young Stallions, Sherry defeating Velvet McIntyre, Tag Team Champion Force again over the Hart Foundation, and the Macho Man, though, this time picking up the victory over Hockey Talk Man on a disqualification. Now, also going on that day, January 29th, the WWF out in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Thomas & Mack Center, the Outlaw Ron Bass over JYD, the Ultimate Warrior battling Hercules to a double countout, it's Demolition Axe over Ken Patera, Ladies Tag Team Champions, the Jumping Bomb Angels defeating the Glamour Girls. One-Man Gang over George the Animal Steel on a DQ. It's the Bulldogs over the Islanders. Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning the King Harley Race. And the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase also scoring a win here tonight. This time over Jake the Steak Roberts. Jake subbing for the injured Bam Bam Bigelow. They've been masking Bammer in the month of January. Remember, he's been doing these three-minute matches with Ted DiBiase on the house shows. And as of late, believe it or not, Hulk Hogan has been taking the brunt of the in-ring work, Bam Bam getting to stand on the apron for the majority of those tag team matches, and at this point he can't even do it at all, doesn't even make the show here in Vegas as DiBiase going over on the Snake Man. As we continue on, just a few house shows left here in the month of January, guys, including a pair of shows here on January the 30th, a matinee and evening show, first in Providence, Rhode Island at the Civic Center, later in the evening in Baltimore at the Arena. Going to see Coco Beware over Sika. Sam Houston defeating Danny Davis. Sensational Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. It's the Young Stallion scoring wins over the Bolsheviks. It's Dino Bravo over George the Animal Steel by DQ or Countout. I'm not sure. Also, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat battling. Ravishing Rick Rude to a double disqualification on these shows. And tag team champion Force over the Hart Foundation. And if that wasn't enough, tag team action going to close both nights. IC champion Hockey Man. Teaming with future partner Greg the Hammer Valentine, yes, indeed, a precursor to rhythm and blues, it's the Hammer and Hockey Talk Man over the Macho Man Randy Savage and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And it looks like we've only got about three results to go, guys, so hang in there as we continue on. Also, January the 30th at the Cow Palace, San Francisco, California, 7,600 fans out to see the outlaw Ron Bass over Junkyard Dog, the Warrior, pinning the King Harley Race Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase scoring a win over George the Animal Steel by disqualification. The Animal this time subbing for the injured Bam Bam Bigelow there. Also on the card, Don Morocco, Billy Graham in his corner. It's Morocco pinning the natural butch after aid from Graham on the outside. Ladies Tag Team Champions jumping bomb angels over the Glamour Girls. Hercules pinning Hillbilly Jim. Hacksaw Jim Duggan now teaming up with Ken Batera, and they're going to score a win in a handicap match over Axe and Smash Demolition. And their manager, Mr. Fuji, Duggan picking up that victory with his three-point stance into a clothesline on the manager, Fuji. And as you may suspect, guys, this was originally supposed to be a six-man tag team match featuring Duggan, Patera, and Haynes. But of course, Haynes gone from the company, so we get a handicap match instead. And it's still believable because it's Fuji as the third wheel doing the job there. Also on the card at the cow, Jake the Snake Roberts battling the one-man gang to a double countout. And the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, picking up a victory in a 19-man Bunkhouse Battle Royal, DiBiase last eliminating the pair of Jim Duggan and Butch Reed at the same time. And this is where it gets interesting, because I have a note here, and I mentioned this up in the news area of the show, but we'll also see this at WrestleMania 4, as part of this Battle Royal, the 20th participant was supposed to be George the Animal Steel, listed as being part of this match, though he never gets inside the ring. Animal eventually forced to leave ringside. And again, we'll see that once more at WrestleMania 4. As right now, we roll on to the final day of the month of January, January 31st. You guys know what I'm talking about. As the WWF invades Battle Creek, Michigan at the Kellogg Center. A matinee show in front of 3,000 fans. Going to see Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. Dino Bravo defeating Coco Beware. It's Danny Davis pinning Sam Houston. The Bolsheviks over Young Stallions. Beefcake downing Greg Valentine on a DQ. Ricky Steamboat once again battling Rick Rude to a double countout in the main event. The Macho Man Randy Savage teaming with Strike Force, They score the win over the Intercontinental Champion Hockey Tonk Man, Brett the Hitman Hart, and Dangerous Danny Davis pulling double-duty Davis, subbing for Jim the Anvil Neidhart here as the former referee going to submit to Tito Santana's Figure Four. And one final card here in the month of January, Phoenix, Arizona at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, a matinee show as well. It's the WWF Ladies Tag Team Champions jumping Bomb Angels over the Glamour Girls, Outlaw Ron Bass defeating the Junkyard Dog, Hercules over Hillbilly Jim, the Ultimate Warrior downing the King Harley Race, the Million Dollar Man once again over George Steele on a disqualification. Steele once more subbing for Bam Bam Bigelow here at this point in time. And with Billy Jack Haynes gone, we get another handicap match with Patera and Jim Duggan over the trio of Demolition and Mr. Fuji. From there, it's Jake the Snake Roberts over the natural Butch Reed. Unique match. The Rock down Morocco battling the one-man gang to a double countout. And the Million Dollar Man once again winning a 22-man this time. A 22-man bunkhouse battle royal. Now also scheduled for this card, the Bulldogs battling the Islanders. I don't have results for that matchup here in Phoenix. But what a fun card overall, top to bottom. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here on The Grenade. This week, when we return, we jump back into January TV in the World Wrestling Federation. We covered week one, the 1987 year-in-review shows, when we did the Saturday Night's Main Event from January 2nd. So the next time we return, we'll continue on with January TV. Hopefully, we'll find out a little bit more about that poor dog Matilda, courtesy of Bobby Heenan and those Islanders. Plus, what does Ted DiBiase have up his sleeve? We'll touch on those topics and so much more as we head into the Royal Rumble 88 event, coming here in two weeks' time to the Wrestling Memory Grenade. But for now, just a friendly reminder, guys, follow me on social media, on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade, subscribe, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade, and of course, please, talk about that $5 all-access tier over at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, Patreon.com slash wrestle c o p i a. So many gifts for just 5 bucks, and all of it goes right back here into growing the Russell Copia brand. But for now, this has been your host, Ray Russell. Appreciate all the listeners. Appreciate all the patrons. Love all you guys so very much. So let's do this thing again next week as we return for more 1988 and the World Wrestling Federation goodness. But for now, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Be there!
0: You know, of course, you're talking about it, about the big Rumble Royal that's going to be taking place live here on the USA Network. Now, on to the Rumble Royal on the 24th. Outlaw yeah, Ron Bass. It's called a Royal Rumble. Get ready. ready. It is the Rumble Royal on January 24th at 7 p.m. here on the USA Network.